0: This podcast is brought to you by High Dive. High Dive is your source for summer anime exclusives such as Tata Never Falls in Love, Review Starlight, and more. Watch now with your friends with High Dive's live chat feature, which syncs up the video so you're always on the same page. And at an incredible $4.99 per month, you won't want to miss out. Head over to highdive.com today to start your seven day free trial. And so they know that the anime addict sent you, make sure to use the promo code AAA Podcast to get 50% off your first month. Again, that's the promo code AAA Podcast at highdive.com. This podcast is also brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, they're taking pre orders for over 200 different anime figures. Some of their newest include Joker Nendoroid from Persona 5, Diva figures from Overwatch, Kingdom Hearts Nendoroids. Figures of Yuri Kotsky from Yuri on Ice, 10th Anniversary Hodo from Spice and Wolf, and definitely hundreds more. So go ahead and check out j You can grab yourself a cool anime figure. And now, let's start the podcast. Never insult a man's pompadour. That's right. And you don't Mm -hmm. have one still. Nope. And I'm still and I'm mad and I'm getting mad about it. Never (laughs) getting mad. You have such potential. And I see like here I am with Mm -hmm. no hair. Right. And here you are Mm -hmm. with potential. You still have you still have that fire in you. You that 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 fiery passion that represents a pompadour. And you could you have the you have that potential to do it and you're just wasting it. Mm. So some of us some of us would kill for a pompadour, but here you are throwing it away
1: like it's nothing. Enzo could do a pompadour.
2: I definitely cannot do a pompadour.
1: See?
0: Damn, Only
2: I'm to, you I'm to can pass do it. the
1: buck. Yeah, see?
2: <laughs> uh, the YouTube chat says that we need to get Mitsugi a Pompadour wig. Um, That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, I would love that. Stay tuned for GoFundMe Me details. I would love that.
3: Minna addicts you are listening to
2: the anime addicts anonymous podcast Make your anime addiction worse at dot com. And now here are your anime addicts.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the four hundred and thirty seventh episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Had to look that one up, huh? <laughs> I did. <laughs> we're, so, we're
2: so deep in it. Boys. Where are we? <laughs> what year is it?
0: You caught me red-handed. Where our mission is to do what? Make your to anime make addiction your anime worse. Addiction
1: worse.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. <that. laughs> yeah. I am your host Mitsugi, and I am joined by the most beautiful trio of friends anyone could ever have in New York City. He's probably mm.
1: naked, sitting
0: in Brooklyn. Uh, he's got a he's got a pit bull running around his apartment. It's complete he, madness. Oh, yeah. His he's name's got-
1: his name's Enzo. <laughs> he's got the warmth of his PC tower between his legs, but a cool breeze mm. coming from the window. It's it yes. sounds magical.
2: Yes, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's 100% the most ideal situation to be living in for sure. We also have here.
0: we also have the wonderful Mandy who is hailing from from Cincinnati where I hope it is also equally as fantastic as it is in New York City. How are you, Mandy?
3: <laughs> it, it's not, I'm sure. It's but, not. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it! It's good. I'm I'm good. I'm doing okay though. Still uh, recovering from illness, but I'm okay. I'm so and, glad you're uh, okay.
0: <clears throat> thank we're, you. <laughs> we're glad that you're recovering, Mandy.
3: And it's actually someone's special day today. Did you know that?
0: Oh my God! No, I didn't. Whose special oh, day oh. is it? Enzo's birthday. It is. Oh mm, my it's god! How did
1: we not
0: happy know big, <laughs> I just never make it a big
1: deal. Like today, it's just a normal day for me. Enzo is 500 years old. Mm. Wow, you're older than me. It's
2: incredible. The youngest kohai in exi- <laughs> the oldest kohai <co-high> in existence. <laughs>
3: well, my birthday well, was a couple weeks Enzo. ago.
2: Oh Yeah, look. we actually all have birthdays in like a, like a close range, right? <laughs> I like, don't. Like, well, that, well, okay, all right. I, all <laughs> My right, birthday's right. in February. Right. Okay, Caso <laughs> <laughs> And but of yeah, course, thanks, thanks for everyone listening. <laughs>
0: how, how old are you, really, Enzo?
2: Uh, I'm, You're young. You're like 26. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, he's 26. I'm a 26-year-old baby. Yeah. <laughs> Please uh, me. I remember when I was twenty six. I
1: remember those days. Oh uh, so many years ago. When I had my teeth. Uh, <laughs>
0: I
2: don't know if I should be happy that I'm the youngest of the podcast or if I me. should be annoyed because we thought it before
0: it. Be happy. And of course we have I'm the happy, wo- We happy. have the wonderful, ever disappearing Kazuo. Am I right? I'm shrinking. He is literally
1: smaller am, every time I see I him. evaporating before your eyes. His body
0: is eating <laughs> itself.
1: It's true. Mm. It's literally happening. Yeah. I haven't eaten. He's all in, bony toady. I haven't eaten in 24 hours <laughs> and I won't eat until oh this whole God. podcast is over. That is intense. Wow. Yeah, I can't do it's that. Discipline wow. is what it is.
3: I—that's how I normally eat, and I'm not on keto. <laughs> hey,
1: well, you know what? Maybe you are, and you just don't know. it.
3: I'm a crazy person. Yo, she says, <laughs> "Step
1: your game up, Kazo."
3: The problem is, I play video games and forget to eat. Mm.
1: <laughs> Makes sense.
0: So if you guys want to get our additional content, which helps keep this podcast alive, you can go to our website, aapodcast.com forward slash join some of the great stuff that we did recently on there on, on our Hobby Addicts episodes. My mother joined last episode yes, and spilled the beans did. about practically Yo, everything in my life.
2: Aww. That episode was probably the most enlightening thing I've ever experienced in recent years. Wow. I know Mitsugi to a different point now. It's yeah, Oh my God. Now <laughs> I don't know how I feel now about you this. understand It all makes Mitsuki. sense.
0: It all makes sense. <laughs> it all adds up. <laughs> and I just finished an episode where I discussed my trip to New York City, where I visited Enzo, and to Denver, where I visited Ryu from our Discord. Both both places, both people, amazing. I had the most Let the fantastic people know. time.
2: How, how did you like your time with me? Because I because I, I, I want to know as well. I want to know. Enzo, Terrible.
0: Enzo, I can't imagine. Yeah, what
3: I talked about was how much he hated his time with you. It was,
2: <laughs> the worst. was so
3: disappointed. Give, give it
2: to me straight. Give it to me straight.
0: I can't imagine a better person to spend my time with in New York City than you.
2: Aww. How about that? Aww. Aww. And
0: your roommates were delightful also.
2: <laughs> yeah, they really like you too, by the way. You're I'm welcome glad. anytime. I yeah. am, <laughs> I'm,
0: well, I'm glad. I'm glad because I will be visiting. Also, of course, we awesome. have our hentai episodes where we talk about the naughty stuff. I know that's what all of you want, so you can get our hentai episodes <laughs> as well. And also our after parties. So can help us out, and we'll help you out with additional content. So it's, uh, it's a symbiotic relationship. Fantastic. Mm, fantastic. We're also You can also uh, keep up with us on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AAA podcast. And, of course, the Discord has a ton of people on it that are all, up to all sorts of shenanigans. You can, you can find a link to our Discord at the top of our website. Again, that's AAApodcast.com. So, on this episode, as a motorcycle drives by, we are going (laughs) to be doing unexpected and memorable anime alliances, suggested by Mason from the Discord. Ah, Mason. Mason, indeed. (laughs) And we're also going to be doing a review of probably the greatest boxing anime that's ever been made, (laughs) Megalobox. (laughs) Hajime no Ippo?
2: Oh, Jesus. Hajime no Ippo? A new season.
0: So, we're we're, going to be getting to that as well. So we have a, a freaking jam-packed episode where we're going to be playing Dismitski's Mom No. We've got some great news for you guys and uh, so much more. So shall we kick it off? Let's do it.
2: Let's do it. Oh, it's time for big news of the week.
0: Yeah, we got two of these this week. First up, the script for an anime of Satoshi Kon's Opus Manga is being written. Oh, that's pretty cool. Masao Maruyama, who's the head of Madhouse Studios, says that a script is being created for the late Satoshi Kone's Opus Manga. He said he's been wanting to do this for a while, at least since last year, at, an, at another event that he, where he spoke about it. And and there's a composer that's already writing theme music for it, uh, Susumu Hirasawa, who I guess worked with with Satoshi Kon
1: quite a lot on his prior movies. Can I can I please? I'm I'm having a vision. Okay. Right now, okay. it's a psychic vision. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. I've never heard of this manga, do but do I feel do 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 I feel like it's going to involve do 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 do. two people. Okay. Probably okay. a boy and a girl. Uh huh. And they're going to fall in love, but for some reason. This is Satoshi Kon. Oh damn! Never mind. Wrong person. I was going to say Forget oh it. <laughs> it's actually going to be good.
2: Oh, you're God. You're just
1: throwing burns
2: out there. Get so, fucking oh self-wrecked, God. you dummy. <laughs> so, do- hey,
1: you know what? Don't get mad at me. <laughs> All
3: right. That at least at least, the at biggest least... trash talk fail I have ever I
1: know. <laughs> no. that- hey. That-
2: you know what, Mandy? That's you
1: can't speak. <laughs>
3: Weren't you the one?
2: The boy he, he, the didn't boy realize did he hasn't not, eaten in twenty hours. Okay. Let, yeah. Let give me literally. a break, guys.
1: I'm running off fumes here. <laughs>
2: he's, he's he's close to death.
0: All right. So the opus manga ran between. We'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> no, 19, we won't. No, won't. <laughs> 1995 and 1996, just before Satoshi Kon became the director with his first film, which was Perfect Blue in 1997. Now, get this plot mm-hmm. synopsis. This sounds like this is such Satoshi Kon. Okay.
3: I've read it. I have it. <laughs>
0: Of course, of course, of course. That's
3: fantastic.
4: Yeah, it's great. No one is surprised.
3: <laughs> so my
0: understanding, and by the way, this is a very tricky synopsis because it's uh, it sounds kind of trippy. Opus is is um, a metafictional tale of a man named Chikata Nagai, who is the creator of a manga that is under pressure to to finish his latest uh, volume of his of his work called Resonance, and. Basically what happens is he writes a story where a, where where an esper named Lin sacrifices himself to defeat some evil force um but while working late at night the author witnesses his own character stealing the two pages of his manga which contain his own death and mm-hmm. the guy gets sucked into his own manga in the middle of a fight between Whoa. good and evil and the boundaries between the manga world and the real world become blurred as in the guy works with the characters of his own manga to save the very world that he himself created it's an isekai it's is what I took that's my own synopsis <laughs> from the from reading the description of the story would you say that that's f- a fair uh, accurate yeah. description Mandy
3: Mhm. yep it gets really really chippy and very uh, meta but yeah it, that's
2: pretty much it but we can expect that from Satoshi Kon though because oh, yeah. I feel like he, hand- <laughs> he handles that like that element like that writing device super well in my opinion
0: I mean his movies are definitely out there
2: for yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, the only 100%. movie he's
0: got that, I mean, his only works that really aren't out there are Millennium Actress and Tokyo Godfathers, because all the rest yeah. of it is pretty trippy.
2: Yeah, I 100% agree, because then you get Paprika too, so.
0: And Paranoia Agent. Yeah, of course. And Perfect yeah, Blue also course. is kind of trippy, so.
2: I, I'm, which I'm excited. Seeing, which I'm seeing, I'm seeing Perfect Blue soon in theaters. And they're, you should. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm so excited to go do that. You
0: should, because it's a, it's a really fantastic movie.
2: Yeah, I've seen it before, but i never in a theatrical release, so I'm stoked. So are you are you pumped, I
3: was trying? Oh, sorry are ahead. you
0: pumped up, Mandy for a uh, for a an anime version of Opus?
3: Yeah, I am. um, I really enjoyed the manga. I was trying to fact check myself. I could be wrong about this, but I think he passed away before he finished the manga and they had to write in a new ending for it or either that or they found the ending and his stuff like a possible ending. I can't remember. I feel like that was something I read about it though.
0: <laughs> Poor Satoshi Kone. I feel like he left a lot of stuff unfinished, yeah, so. Uh what else were you going to add?
3: Nope, that was it. That was ex- actually what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, just so everybody knows, Masao Moriyama did not admit, did not say them that the anime had been greenlit. Like they're not definitely making it, but they're oh. they're making but they're they've made like theme music and a script for it. So, they're they're obviously considering it. So, we we'll just have to kind of Trying follow this. their
3: darndest.
0: I know. So, I, will, <laughs> I feel like they should do something to honor Satoshi Kon. So yeah. we'll see. Since his other thing apparently is never gonna get done. Yeah. He,
1: that's, uh, that's that's such a tragedy. Like he's so talented and so young. Yeah, he's in like his forties, so it's, it's definitely sad. Like there there was there was so much left for him to do, it's insane. Yeah, he probably had ten more movies in him. Yeah. So shall we move on? Sure? Yeah.
4: Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Shut up! You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here.
0: All right, so I had Kazuo watch this with me earlier today. I did. Fukushima mm. is pissed off at Netflix over an episode of a TV show called "The Dark Tourist." That was, it's available on Netflix. You can watch it easily. "Dark Tourist." That huh. "Dark Tourist" episode two is about Japan's Fukushima region and the radioactive areas and whatnot. Mm. And the, the show itself is like about people who want to do tourism to places that are dangerous or. Mm. You know, notorious or whatever. So they went to the suicide forest, also and whatnot. They weren't they weren't picking at dead bodies and stuff like that one asshole. But but um, basically, the government of Japan and the reconstruction agency for that area are considering taking action against Netflix because the video shows a tour organized for foreigners of the areas affected by the March 2011 meltdown of the of the Fukushima reactor. And in the tour, a New uh-huh. Zealand a New Zealand tourist suspects that a meal served at a restaurant in the town of of Namie had been contaminated by radiation the oh video my God. the video also shows the journalists entering a no the no-go zone around the crippled nuclear plant without permission the video also shows the the tour participants getting upset by rising radiation readings on their bus all that actually happened in the show
1: yeah and well, one of the things in the show is that and they showed this like in the very beginning, where they're asking, "What would you consider to be dangerous levels yeah. in this area?" And th- in this area that they were in is an area that the Japanese, Japanese government is currently trying to have people move back in. They're saying, "Hey, it's all safe. Move back in here, please." And they asked the the guide, "You know, what levels would you consider dangerous on the Geiger meter?" And he said, "Anything over point two, yeah, I would consider dangerous." And then they show them all kind of like you know reading their Geiger meters, and it is like. Five times that
0: at, at one point it gets up to almost
1: oh, ten wow. yeah
0: at one point it's almost fifty times mm. the safe level um, and basically it's, it's what you it's what you expect the the prefecture and the and, and the reconstruction agency are concerned that the video could fuel fears related to the, the radiation and that yeah. could stifle development of the area and tourism as and it should yeah. It's This like, video doesn't paint a very good picture. It's like,
1: hey, hey, don't tell people the truth. We want them to move back here so that they can all get cancer and die. Come on. Don't I mean, tell them the truth. It, it
0: definitely <laughs> didn't paint a good picture. And it definitely doesn't look like a safe area, even to me. Yeah. So, unless they're bullshitting on the TV show. Which... It's possible. Yeah, possible.
2: It's possible. Listen, like the amount of times reality TV shows claim to be reality TV shows, but then have scripted drama. Oh shit. Is very It's very often. Time. Yeah. It's all the time. It's basically all the time because you know what? Like sometimes people in reality are kind of like, you know, boring and like, yeah. you have to like script some things. Um, so that's what that. And, and I, and I see why, like, and that's why I see Fukushima trying to potentially take action because if, if it's all not true, then Netflix is really screwing over the possibility well, of this area yeah. coming back. You know? And Netflix so. themselves
1: is going to be super screwed because they're going to get sued like crazy for you know,
2: uh, false for information. Slander. Yeah, and slander. Yeah, for sure. So. I, I'm, I, I'm like... Because uh, the interesting thing, I don't know enough to take a side, but assuming uh netflix what they're presenting is true then like in a good way i'm glad that information is getting leaked out yeah. if not true then i'm really upset with netflix for sure because oh, yeah. drama at the drama at the expense of progress is not uh, not a thing I, I support usually so that's yep. where i'm at
1: i agree okay if, if it's if it's true like okay so th- 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 there are two options either it's false or true if it's false, right. then it just means that Netflix is kind of screwed up and they're probably going to get sued and be in a lot of trouble for lying. Yeah. If it's true, that's even more damning because that means that the Japanese government is knowingly putting their citizens in a very dangerous situation just so that they can boost the economy or whatever they're trying to do.
0: Whether or not it's true or not, Netflix, has, the damage is done. So even if Netflix was lying and they get sued and they had to pay the government a bunch of money or something, mm-hmm. you know... Potentially hundreds of thousands of people have already watched that episode. And so
1: mm-hmm.
0: the general public is already thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to Japan. Right? So.
1: Well, that's, yeah, that's a whole other issue mm-hmm. is that people are afraid to go to Japan when they don't realize that the area affected is just a small part of Japan. Right. Yeah. So.
0: And if you don't go to the no go zone, you'll be all right. You'll probably be fine. Yeah. So. Okay. Anything else there?
2: No. That's a, a all I got for that one.
0: So I'm going to play our theme song for it, Does Mitsugi's Mom Know, and you guys get, get, our, get our victim for the day, right. and uh, we'll get this thing rolling.
1: Let's do it. All right.
0: It's time for Does Mitsugi's Mom Know, the game show that pits Mitsugi's unassuming mother against anime's most basic questions. Now here are your hosts, the anime
1: addicts. Yeah!
0: Alright, who is our victim for today on Does Mitsuki's Mom Know?
3: Hi.
4: And who hey. might
0: this be?
3: Hello. This is Katie. Katie. Katie
0: and Katie, where are you calling from?
3: Um, from Kentucky.
1: Katie's calling from Kentucky. Hey, Katie, just so you know, go ahead and mute me in Discord, but unmute everybody else, and you should be good.
0: Okay. I oh, think. Discord. I
1: think. Oh, Discord. It's
0: wonderful, <laughs> it's, it's and at the not same not Discord. time... Discord. It's not Discord, it's awesome. us. <laughs> it, 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 it's you know. wonderful, but at the Hold same that. time, I think it is not really meant for what we're doing. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, We
2: m- will find solutions later. <laughs>
0: anyway, Katie, I know you know how to play this game already. I, I have fresh questions for you. We are, we are going to play you a series of questions, and your job is to determine whether or not my mom, innocent though she may be, knows the answers to these questions. And if you can get three out of five right, we will, you will not only break the losing streak that has haunted this podcast for months now, but you will win a fantastic prize that will probably force you into retirement
1: force you into retirement. That's right. (laughs) 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 It's so fantastic. You'll never have to work again. I I will say, Katie, now we are, there is a bit of a losing streak happening right now. And I'm not saying that correlation is causation, but Mm, it mm -hmm. just so happens that all of those people that have lost also did not believe me when I told them the answer. (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not telling you that I am all knowing or omnipotent or beautiful and powerful i think you're beautiful uh very humble as well i'm not saying i'm all of those things (laughs) but i'm saying (laughs) i'm saying that there's a correlation what he's saying is that you can ask him for help if
0: you wish but i don't but i don't recommend it (laughs) all right so here comes your sample question katie and um i know i know i know i know you know how to play this but we're gonna we're gonna do this for the sake of the audience so are you ready I don't know. I feel like
2: you're tricking me now, so. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. The doubt doubt begins. Yeah,
0: well, that's how it goes. Here comes your sample question. Goku has a brother. Oh, no. What is his name?
3: Okay. Um, I think she has to know that.
0: She says he knows it. Okay. Well, in the sake of time, I'm just going to roll it here. Goku has a brother. Oh, no. What is his name?
3: Raditz. Of That's course. right. Really?
0: Yeah. Come on. Because of
3: his tail. Always had a thing for
0: rats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cut <her> off at the <laughs> end. Cut off at the end.
2: She she said that right. in the interview. She loves rats.: She yeah. does.
0: We all know she we all know she has a crush on rats, So here comes your correct answer, Tone. All right. So now we're gonna start the real game. So without further ado, are you ready to uh, to enter the gauntlet of Does Mitsugi's mom know? Uh,
1: yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Wow, so enthusiastic. <laughs> so enthusiastic.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, here we go. Good luck to you can you name one of the original starter pokemon did you catch that
4: yeah okay um
3: i think so because mitts would have been playing that so
1: would he though did you listen to the hobby addicts where we interviewed his mom mm-hmm.
3: did you yeah. did you learn
1: about young mitts oh god
3: yeah well i mean he pirated things so That's true. he might have pirated that <laughs>
0: From here until the end of time, I will be known as Mitsugi the Pirate. Yes. Arr, <laughs> All right, so you said she's going to know it? Yeah. All right, let's find out. Can you name one of the original starter Pokemon? Pikachu. Okay, Pick. I think that's right.
3: And also, I mm. can think of one other one. Yeah, which other one? Um... Meowts?
0: Was there a meowlet? <laughs> no, <there's>, there <laughs> was a Meowth.
1: Should, should
3: meowth. have quit why okay. she was. He wasn't
1: a starter Pokemon. Okay. Uh, Pikachu
0: is not Pikachu an original starter.
3: Pikachu is not a starter.
1: <laughs> oh, wasn't? Nope. Squirtle, nope, Bulbasaur, nope. and <laughs> Most Charmander. Most
3: definitely
1: not. Oh <laughs> shit! Pikachu was a starter in the <laughs> I anime. I thought that was right. In okay. the anime, he was, and in Pokemon Yellow, but yeah. So I guess it really so
2: kind of depends on what you mean.
1: Hmm. Well, I thought I was right.
2: Well, I guess if it's the anime, then it is right, isn't it? I think
0: so. I think, yeah. I think it was right.
2: Yeah, we'll allow it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All
0: right, good job. We're one for one with a little bit of debate okay. in there, but we're going to, the, the judges have spoken. So we're going to move on to the second question and see if we can keep this hot streak rolling. Ready? Yeah. What is the name of the dog in Cowboy Bebop?
1: Oh, my God. Mm. She won't know that. Damn, she's so confident. Dude, when I she says I, it, she says it with authority. I know. It's like I believe you. She's like, you know what? He won't. She won't know it. <laughs> Maybe she's trying to like hypnotize us and make us believe, even though your mom's like she's gonna give the right answer, but we'll be like, nope, she didn't know it. Am I locking you in? But Katie was still so confident. Yeah. All right, we're locking it in. Here we go. What is the name
0: of the dog in Cowboy Bebop? Ein. That's oh! right.
3: Oh! Wow, no. I'm on a roll. I'm
1: surprised by that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She I just, am really surprised. Sometimes she just pulls it right out of the air. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. All right. Well, unfortunately, that wasn't correct, but, you, but you're still in the game. You got to get two out of three now. So well, She's two and one currently. No, she's, she's one and one. We've only done two questions. Oh,
1: the Raditz one was a warm up. My That's bad. right. Oh, my bad. All right.
0: So are you ready for the third question, Katie? Yeah. We, 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 we got to get you back on track here. Yeah, Joseph yeah. Joestar is known by what common nickname? Oh, God. We all know the answer. We all know it's JoJo. But will my mother Uh, know? She'll know
3: that maybe. So, yeah, she knows
0: that. All right. Am I locking you in? Yes. All right, for your sake, Katie, I hope you're right. Here we go. And does does she know it? Show me JoJo. Joseph Joestar is known by what common nickname?
3: Joseph Joestar. Ooh. Um, common nickname? Oh no. Common nickname. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, no. um, Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> what? No. Oh. What? Has she seen JoJo? Jo?
0: I have no idea. Probably not. I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs>
2: Cowboy Bebop, baby.
0: Well, I think that que- that came right after the iron question. Okay. So she was thinking, Bob I have no, I don't know, I don't know what goes she's through a, her head." She's a slippery fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can go with that. All right. All right, Katie, you're you're on your last legs here. We're on life support, but we're not dead yet. Kind of like the guy from Monty Python. So.
3: Okay.
0: One more question. It's merely
3: a flesh wound. It's I'm merely sorry, a flesh wound. <laughs> I'm not dead
0: yet. You'll sh- be shown dead in a minute. All right. Ready for the next question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Violet Evergarden features a female main character who pursues a professional career, a profession called what? Oh
1: my god. Are you serious right now? Mm. That's a tough question. I will tell you that she, she has... She just watched it. She loves that show. Yeah. She mm-hmm.
0: She's gotta know that one. I have too
1: much faith in your mother. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> Katie says she's gonna know it with authority. <laughs> I feel like Katie says everything with authority. She does. Even when it's wrong. I
2: respect it. I respect Am it. Am I locking you this in, Katie? This is how
0: I roll. <laughs> yes. All right. for For five thousand dollars, show me, Auto Memory Doll. No a Violet Evergarden features a I female choose. main character who pursues a professional career, a profession called what?
3: Auto Memory Doll. Oh, that's right. Oh my goodness! There it is. Oh,
1: oh, is, that goes well there it is. Wow. I did not see that coming.
3: That might be. Seriously, she watched it twice. This though. is why we You're don't ask it. you, Kazuo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, nobody. If you had asked me, I might have given you the right answer. You yeah, don't it know. It could be,
0: Katie. You. This is now your final question. You either get it or you don't. It's do or die. It's win or lose. Are you ready? Yep. Just, these always go right to the wire. I love it. Mm-hmm. Initial D features oh. what kind of sport?
1: Ooh. Mm. Oh God! We all know it's we all know it's auto racing. Yeah, drifting to be exact. She's not
3: gonna know that one.
0: This music is it plays on ominously over all of us. Is that your final answer?
3: Yes. (laughs) Car racing, I think. That's right. Wow! Oh my God! Drift racing, to be specific.
0: Oh. We just can't. We can't win. Does Mitsugi's mom know? It's impossible. We can't win. <laughs> she... Well, I do appreciate well. that you called in and helped us have a fun game for people to listen to. And um, even though, even though you didn't win the game, my mom still loves you.
2: I think probably. Oh, thank you. So, and that's the real prize. Isn't that right? it is. Oh yes. To be yeah. fair, she loves
1: everyone. That's well. She's, she's a giant hippie. She's crunchy granola.
2: <laughs> all
0: right, Candy. Thanks for playing.
3: No problem. See you guys later. Fight. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: We just can't win this game. I know. It's, it's, so, <laughs> it's, so, it's so
1: crazy because you, you just can't guess what she does and doesn't know.
0: So she knows initial D because I watched all that while I was in high school. Right.
2: Right. That, and that was my train, my train of thought as well.
0: But I honestly didn't expect her to get Ayn. No way. When I was asking the questions. That was not a question yeah. designed for her to answer.
1: I didn't expect her to get auto memory doll because I don't even remember that was. She watched was
0: that show two times. That's true. So man, you just never know. She's a slippery fish. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, we're done with that. So shall we move on? Let's do it.
4: It's time for a hot new anime releases. <laughs>
0: Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica is getting a. TV anime from its video game spinoff. The game. Oh, I saw this. The yes. game Magia Record Mahou Shoujo Madoka Magica Gaiden is getting a TV anime um, next year. That the production, the production studio isn't really hasn't been announced yet, but but people are saying it's Studio Shaft, which I think did the original Madoka Magica anyway. So they're kind of making an assumption there. Mm. In Kamihama City girls gather led by a mysterious power. Idoha Tamaki came to the city in search of her sister, Ui, who went missing. Idoha begins to search for the whereabouts of Ui with the help of magical girls. Soon, Homura Akemi from Mitakihara City arrives to Yokohama City. There might be a way to save Madoka when knowing the mystery of this street. Another hope born from two girls with two girls from the two different cities meet. That's a
1: really bad synopsis. Yeah, that was not great.
0: So, um, does anybody? I, I know we're familiar with Madoka Magica. That was a terrible synopsis that I got off of probably my anime list. But um, are we excited about this anime coming out next year? I need some mean, Madoka Magica. I think um, people would crap their pants. Sure. For
2: it. Yeah, sure. I'll watch it. Like, I, I mean, I'll definitely give it a little little listen or a watch, but uh, I'm not necessarily looking forward to it.
0: Hmm. I sense, am. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm. Man, he's looking forward to it. <laughs> I haven't, uh, so small confession, I haven't actually seen Madoka Magica, so this was an anime we covered on the podcast like eight years ago, and I just never watched it for whatever reason, so it just wasn't, hmm. I don't know, I think it's, <coughs> I was busy or something, so I'm not particularly excited about it, but because because of how, of how much other people love Madoka Magica, I think it'll probably get a lot of buzz, and it's probably worth mentioning that it's coming out, so in case people were previously unaware all right, who wants to handle the trivia? I don't remember who the blue color is. Oh, that's me.
1: Oh, go ahead then. Um, so, of course, you can head over to our website. Every week we have a trivia question on there for you to answer. And you can even win fabulous prizes if you do so. Uh, this week's answer was Inuyasha. And there were a... Every- everybody and their mother got a it. A metric buttload it had, of it had, correct answers. It had
0: half of Songo in the picture. Oh. And her black and pink like bodysuit is kind of impossible to mistake so that's
1: right yeah it's like oh uh, yeah i remember that body yeah, anywhere. yeah. i'll never forget <laughs> um all right so a ton of correct answers the that's winner right. of the week though is midnight crew that's right and uh the current theme is going to continue to be isekai anime
0: yeah we're on our last one now so, we will be giving out the, the, winner, the winner for the month next week, and the new question has already been posted on the website, so head over to aaaapodcast.com and scroll down a bit and you'll see the question, and you can enter your name into the drawing to win the trivia.
1: Now, of course, if you're impatient and you don't want to wait, you don't want to go there, we have an in-show weekly trivia question oh, we as well. Oh, we do? Yes, which we will answer after our news break. Um, it says here, which of the following is not a profession featured in the anime Golden Boy? Uh, we've got software engineer. Swimming coach, political campaign worker, and sushi chef. So which one is not featured in the anime? Let us know, and we'll tell you the answer right after the break. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
0: Hey, everybody. This is Mitsugi, and it's time for your first anime news break. Well, we've been following this story for a while, and it looks like finally, Yutaka Yamamoto, otherwise known as Yamakon, the director of Wake Up Girls, Kanagi, and other shows, has finally officially been banned by Twitter for the remarks that he makes seemingly every month on his Twitter account. So he has both had his personal Twitter account and that of his studio, studio, Twilight Studio, both suspended. So on his blog, Yamalcon said that he was not surprised by the suspensions and criticized Twitter for its absurdity. He said that he plans to require about these suspensions, but he's already received a message from Twitter. The message said that his account has been suspended for violating Twitter's rules against abusive, threatening, and indiscriminatory behavior, at which Yamakon ended his blog post saying that he thinks that he, it may be better to use accounts under pseudonyms and that he said that his, quote, courteousness has run out. So maybe a war is breaking out with Yamakon and Twitter. So, so exciting. We'll follow this as we uh, as it continues. Next, uh, Golden Kamuy second season now has a date. The 39th issue of Young Jump Magazine revealed on Thursday that Golden Kamuy Season 2 will premiere on Tokyo MX, Sapporo TV, and other channels on October 8th the first season of Golden Conway premiered on the 9th of April and Crunchyroll, of course, streamed this series with English subtitles. So if you're a fan of of Golden Conway, the second season is going to be in the fall and it's starting October 8th. So look out for that coming up pretty soon. Next up, more anime releases, this time from Netflix. Netflix has announced that they're going to be releasing The Last Hope anime as well as Piano no Mori in the West, both in September, with The Last Hope premiering on September 14th and Piano no Mori releasing on September 28th. These shows have already been out for a while in Japan, with The Last Hope premiering on March 29th, and also Piano no Mori premiered on the NHK on April 8th. So it's not like these anime are particularly new, but now people will finally get to watch them on Netflix, which is oftentimes the complaint with Netflix as to having to wait too long to watch things. If you're a fan of either Piano No Mori or Last Hope, look out for these coming out in September. And rounding us out this time on our news, we have some interesting news from Dragon Quest Builders 2, which was a pretty popular game both in Japan and in the West when the first one came out some years ago. It looks like this game is going to ship in Japan on December 20th. The title of the the end of the game is Dragon Quest Builders 2, Hakaiigami Shido to Karapo no Shima, Dragon Quest Builders 2, God of Destruction, Loth, and the Empty Island. This game is going to be based on uh, the events after Hargoth's death in Dragon Quest 2. A religious organization arose in his place and inherited his will, and the peace brought by Hargon's death started to crumble. The goal of the organization was the destruction of the world. The organization begins to destroy towns and castles and places all over the world and not much remains in the lives of the people. To this organization, the builders are a hindrance and must be eradicated. The organization captures the protagonists and throws them into jail. So for those of you that are fans of Dragon Quest, and remember the events of Dragon Quest 2. This game will take place directly after that in the timeline and will no doubt be another charming entry into the video game franchise. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime new. Break now. Time to get back to the podcast.
1: Mandy, I've got a great idea.
3: All right, let's hear it.
1: Okay, what if, now hear me out, what if we did additional episodes? I'm talking hobby addicts, after parties, maybe even hentai episodes, if you're nasty.
3: Well, I mean, we already do all of those. Hold on, what? Yeah, we've been doing that for, like, years.
1: How did I not know about this?
3: Um, you've been in, like, a ton of those episodes. Come on, Mandel. My name is Mandy.
1: Okay, okay, Medward. You know I don't pay attention to things like that.
3: Like, yourself speaking?
1: Huh? Well, I'm glad now we're making millions off these extra episodes.
3: Actually, there are only like a couple bucks a month. Wait, what? Yeah. If you go to aapodcast.com slash join, you can sign up to get access to all of our extra podcast goodness for just a few bucks a month.
1: Whoa, that is a steal. All right. So where do I go to sign up?
3: I just told you aapodcast.com slash join. And besides, you're in those episodes. Huh? Just just, just go to com slash join already. Unto Unto, yeah,
0: I have the Cat Bus from my neighbor Totoro, Chichi Kokoyama Hospital. Bust. Okay. That's where the cat bus goes. Yeah, nice.
1: but like, what what are the cat
0: bus's combat abilities? It has the most powerful oh, headlights uh, in history on its eyeballs. It could blind you drastically with its eyeballs.
3: That's the it worst. Can run,
0: it can run on telephone, telephone wires. You know how nimble that is? That agility. Right, such agility. You know such grace. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Does the cat bus not have about 10 legs? Does it have 10 legs? Yes, true. Do, do cats have claws? Yeah. How many claws does a cat have on every paw? Oh, I don't know. Like, it's five. Five. Okay. That is fifty razor sharp blades coming but at look you. Look at it. It it's has no. Like so it's like a bowling ball covered in butcher knives. I. I, I it's coming I'm at you. Yeah, that cat bus is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch is coming at you. It does look terrifying. It's literally screaming all the time. <laughs> it would take you to the Shichi Kokoyama Hospital after it beats your
1: ass. <laughs> it's yeah, beat it your would. ass and take you to the hospital. Yeah,
4: yeah. And now.
0: And we're back with episode 437.
1: I love that little
2: like segment to yeah, it really is
0: to the illustrious Chopin, Frederick Chopin's Raindrop Prelude. Wow. We had an intro what trivia of, question. We which did. one of you? Which one of you lovely, beautiful people would like to read it?
2: I will. So, before the break, we had an initial weekly trillion question that you could answer while we took a break. <laughs> and that question was, which of the following is not a profession featured in the anime Gold Boy? Um, the choices are software engineer, swimming coach, political campaign worker, and sushi chef. The answer is sushi chef. Oh. <laughs> the six professions that were actually featured in the show... I as written here, are software engineer, swimming coach, noodle shop worker, political campaign worker, manga animation runner, and Japanese onsen housekeeper. Do you guys know that? I did not know that. I couldn't answer that question. It has I, been yeah,
3: ages since I've seen Golden Boy, yeah, so yeah. We- <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't remember.
2: <laughs> I saw it not
1: too long ago, and I definitely remember him cooking something. I just couldn't remember if it was sushi or not, so I assumed that was the right answer. Golden Boy
0: is uh, close to a masterpiece.
1: Well, that's, it, your, that's, it's close. that's an opinion.
0: I love it so much, and I'm about to drop serious De Niro for an anime cell from oh, Game nice. Boy. There are some Wait, nice ones available. Like yeah. De Niro, like some cashola. Like, okay, like like like, like
1: like like Robert De Niro. Like maybe two. What like, did you mean, De Niro? Like maybe two or
0: three bills.
1: <laughs>
0: Bill De Niro? No, get out of my get out of here. All right. Well, and on that note, we do have so we do have another equally. A soothing and lovely segment for you, Mandy's Manga Minutes. Should you just call it Manga Minutes now?
2: Yes. Hello. It
3: is Mandy's Manga
2: Minutes. Yeah. I'm so sort of excited th- for you to talk about this one.
3: I, I, I knew it. I did it for your birthday. Wow! Oh my wow! God.
0: That's love, right there. There's nothing but love, just spinning and circling around and spiraling. I think I'm gonna be sick. Amazing. Loves. All right. Here Much comes your. Loves. Here comes your drop.
3: Let's take a minute for the manga minute with Mandy. You go, girl. Alrighty, so this is Mandy's manga minutes, minutes, where I take a couple minutes to tell you about a manga that you may or may not have heard of, and hopefully help you find something new to read. Um, this week I'm doing Hori Mia and although admired at school for um, amiability and academic prowess high school student Kyoko Hori has been hiding another side of her with her parents often away from home due to work Hori has to look after her younger brother and do the housework leaving no chance to socialize away from school meanwhile Izumi Miyamura is seen as a brooding glasses wearing otaku however in reality he is a gentle person inept at studying furthermore he has nine piercings hidden behind his long hair and a tattoo along his back uh, and left shoulders. Um, my, by sheer chance, Hori and Miyamoto cross paths outside of school, neither looking at each other, um, looking as the other one expects. These seemingly polar opposites become friends, sharing with each other a side they may have never shown to anyone else. Um, Mia is a romantic comedy with the story written by Hiro and the artwork done by Daisuke Higa Wara. Um, it first published in 2011 and there were currently 11 volumes out in English. They are uh, available in both print and digitally. And there are also three- a three-episode OVA available, but it only shows like a tiny fragment of the overall story. Uh, the synopsis of Haremia sounds um, very much like a rehash of a high school romantic comedy that we've already seen. But, and I originally started the series because I was intrigued by a character covered in tattoos, not being portrayed as some criminal or Yakuza's son. He's like a completely normal and very sweet guy. Um, then over the series, I realized it was uh, it was very interesting. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to see the romance take turns that we don't typically see in anime and manga. Um, especially in high school relationships. Their uh, relationship brings up conflicts that I wasn't expecting. Like for an example, what do I do if my girlfriend wants me to be more aggressive? <laughs> but overall, I really like the characters. Um, I think my only real issue with it is Hori brings up like a reoccurring joke that I'm not a fan of. But other than that, um, I've been really enjoying Mia. I can't say that I really intend to finish like every manga that I bring up in Mandy's manga minute, but uh, I'm currently caught up on me. I've been collecting it for a while. I have all 11 volumes that are out right now. And uh, it's a very cute romantic comedy and if you want a story with like a confirmed relationship then this one could be for you.
2: It's awesome.
1: I have yet to see Mandy's bookshelf. Oh, she posted pictures on Twitter. Oh, I yeah. want to see it. Follow her at Sarquindi01 to see those pictures.
3: Oh, you haven't seen them? <laughs>
1: if you would like to see Mandy's
0: bookshelf... You can follow Mandy on Twitter at sarquindi01. That's S A R Q U I N D I 0 1. Yep. It's impressive. Uh
3: we also this was also our first manga club um yeah title. And me and Enzo were in that one. It was the only one. Oh no, Enzo's been in two of them. He did that <laughs> one and my experience with uh my lesbian experience with Lominius. Well, this one had was
2: a fucking cute dude with tattoos and a cute girl getting together and doing <laughs> it. I remember stuff. right
3: before we did manga club I was like Oh, Enzo, this one's for you. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's
2: pretty perfect. I am not cut up, but I bought, I believe, like seven volumes mm. or more than seven volumes. I forgot. But yeah, I love it. I, I should catch up sometime. So
0: yeah. what manga are you guys doing for Manga Club right now?
3: Right now we're doing The Drops of God, which I did for um, my, Mandy's Manga Minute last week. Um, next up, after that, we're doing Bloom Into You, which is the, um, the Yuri title that hey, I have up.
0: Have you done Monster yet?
3: Yes, we did. We did Monster last week.
0: And how did people like Monster?
3: Everybody loved it. (laughs) That was in our group, at least.
0: Right. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And now we have the main topic for the show, which is unexpected and memorable anime alliances suggested by Mason. Now, Mason wanted it to just be unexpected anime alliances, but I wasn't really sure if there were that many of them. There were enough of them, so at least at least that I could think of. And so I did find, think of a few that I thought were, were, were qualified, so I put them at the top of my list, but the other ones, I just counted them as memorable alliances. Well, you know, Mitz, I also... Oh, God.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> I also did a bit of research for this topic. And yeah, by I'm a bit sure of research, did, I mean I Googled it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I found... <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm laughing. Oh
4: my god!
1: <laughs> the top ten anime teams or team ups. Mm. Oh god. All right. All right. Well, we'll see how many of
0: these are on our on either <laughs> of the lists we have on here. Number ten is
1: the Lagoon Company from Black Lagoon. How cool. is it? Okay. It's an alliance. It's an alliance of a group of people. Okay. okay. Number nine, Team Rocket from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number eight, the Survey Corps from Attack on Titan. Okay, mm-hmm. number seven, the magical girls from Adoka Magica. All right. Okay. Okay. Number six, the Z Warriors. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. That's calls nobody them calls Z- them that. But holy yeah, I was no, say no one calls nope. them the Z Warriors. In the show, they referred to them as the Z Warriors. Z Fighters. Oh, that's right. It was the Z Fighters. Yeah, that's right. It was. Damn. Yeah, close enough. Same difference. This website's a bunch of noobs. <laughs> uh, number five, Team Yorameshi from Yu Yu Hakusho. Come on, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Best aesthetic team.
1: Yep. Number four, the Straw Hat Pirates from One Piece. Boo. Yeah, whatever. I don't watch One Piece. I should, but I yeah. No, you shouldn't. Number three is, just says the Alchemist from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. All right. It's the most generic list ever. Yeah. Is there anything
0: about Shonen on here? No. No, No, absolutely not. not.
1: Number two is Class E, or 3E from Assassination Classroom. Or as I like to refer to it, Ass Class.
0: And apparently the greatest (laughs) team, the the greatest (laughs) team ever assembled is...
1: Number 1, the Akatsuki from Naruto Shippuden. You got to be shitting me. They literally are all Shonen. Get out of here with the shonen shit. This is brought to you by thetop10s.com. And I like shonen shows,
0: but let's have some more diversity. How about that? Yeah. So, <laughs> now that I've said that, I the first <laughs> 3 on my list are all shonen. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> so, this is one that I thought was unlike uh, rather than just being a, a team, it's a unex- very unexpected alliance, which is what I think the the was intended by this topic. And the most unexpected thing I could think of was Frieza and Goku teaming up in Dragon Ball Super. Okay. Frieza hates Goku furiously with yeah. the, and Frieza is pure evil. One of the one of the e- most evil characters you will ever find in an anime. Destroys has killed millions, tens of millions of people, has destroyed thousands of planets, doesn't give a shit and is killed by well, not killed by Goku, killed by Trunks I guess, but mm-hmm. Spends pretty much all of all of his time in hell, hating and w- wanting to kill the Saiyans, and then he comes back and he ends up fighting alongside Goku and the rest in the like universe tournament. And so I found that to be very unexpected. And you kind of just expect Frieza to backstab the shit out of them at, at any given moment. I'm sure. But I also don't want Dragon Ball Super to make Frieza this hero character all of a sudden because that is not Frieza's character. And I don't no. want you to. I, I don't want this to become Symphogear where every past villain oh becomes like a friend and then they end up with like this growing like giant pile of heroes that are that are, were 90% of them were, were previous enemies. Let Frieza be an enemy. Here's my question. Don't ruin Frieza please.
1: How is Frieza even on par with Goku at this point?
0: He becomes Golden Frieza. Oh that's right. The story is that Frieza never trained a he day. He yeah. never trained a day in his life. He was just that powerful and <laughs> then Frieza trained for a month and discovered another transformation called Golden Frieza and... <laughs> So <laughs> laughing. Frieza, Frieza, <laughs> oh, so Frieza's so talented it. that he's able to close the gap oh. between Goku very quickly,
2: and month, that
0: is how Frieza is so powerful. Ridiculous.
2: Uh, I love. I just. I love shonen writing, baby. It's the best. It's good stuff.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the writing in Dragon Ball Super, it has moments, but yeah. not overall not great. But but please, please don't make Frieza a hero that you ruin. Because Frieza is one is probably in fact I did a I did a Twitter poll asking this I said what is your favorite villain from Dragon Ball Z? Frieza by far won the poll mm. had like f- had like fifty five percent of the results despite having four or five different villains in there.
1: Don't ruin Frieza for everybody. Let Frieza fri- a good let Frieza be a bad guy. Now I'm thinking is Frieza my favorite villain from Dragon Ball Z? Frieza
0: might be my favorite villain from anything ever.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's see if I were to pick somebody from Dragon Ball Z, it it would be between um, Vegeta. Vegeta not a villain. He was. He, Vegeta was a villain
0: for like 30 episodes and then has been a hero for like over 500 episodes.
1: Uh, I'm saying though when he was a villain it would be either him or Cell. Okay. Cell is Cell is good. Yeah. I don't know. Frieza's up there though. I don't know if I, it's 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 like a revolving door. I don't know which one would be. See,
0: for me it would be Frieza or Dr. Gero.
1: Oh, Dr. Gero. Cuz he is also Pure evil. How about Garlic Junior? <laughs> Just kidding. Garlic Junior, best best villain, <laughs> or Lord Slug. Oh my God! Oh God, I, a terrible. Oh movie. I hate that anim- that movie. It's so bad. Oh my God! It made me so angry.
2: All
0: right, but um, Mandy and Enzo, you guys have lists Hi. here. Hi. How are you?
2: I don't recall the amount that I put down a list. <laughs> yeah, I see I, you I see he has you, so I see far. you That's working a list. on it. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I um. I think this topic is amazing, but you guys wrote out so many and I couldn't think of anything more unique. I have like two that you guys didn't mention. Yeah, we have like twenty five on the list here. Yeah. Well here's We're what never I'll ge- do. We're never um, to them all. because
3: when I made my list, it when I looked at the show notes, it just said unexpected alliances. So I tried doing sticking to unexpected alliances. Then when you add it memorable, I was like, Oh, okay, I can add a few more. So um, Yeah. I I'm going to. I, but some of mine are very obvious, so I might skip around mine. So feel free to take one of mine if you want. But uh, I'll try to. I'm gonna try to do some of the ones that are lesser known. We'll, we'll just all. Just um, pick them. Doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, yeah. We I'm can, we can uh, all just pick from these lists. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Whatever.
3: Sure. Um, I put down uh, Yuzuriha and Kusanagi from X because um, that one was kind of unexpected. Because Kusanagi was meant to be like a uh, the dragon of Earth, who's you know the enemy of the dragons of heaven. And but right. and they're supposed to be killing each other, but Kusanagi at the very... And, of course, this is all coming with spoilers. All of these have spoilers attached to them. But um, at the end, he ends up teaming up with Yuzuri, Yuzuriha and uh, switches sides.
1: That's
0: true. Yuzuriha yeah. Nakoi is the girl that can come back and control
3: mm-hmm. animals. Yeah, Dude. with the dog. Yeah, I,
1: I saw X so long ago, I barely remember... It's a fairly the anime or the movie. The movie. Um, The movie. The movie's bad. Okay. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. Wait, was it the movie or the anime that is? That's how long ago it was. Maybe I saw both, but Mm. I I definitely remember. It must have been the show because I remember being blown away by it. It's good. The TV show is good. Yeah. And but Mm -hmm. I just I remember so little. I just remember like bits and pieces. I'm but I'm also terrible with names. So. Uh. Oh.
0: Moosidia
3: had a ghost dog named Inuki. It is so cute.
0: There's a lot of really cool characters in X. There's an awesome scene towards the end with Sorata Arisugawa, who when he grabs the weapon of one of the bad guys and electrocutes it and just fucking melts half that guy's body. Yeah. I mean, it, there's oh, some yeah. there's some epic fight scenes God, in that, X. that show. Oh, didn't
3: Arashi also switch sides at one time and she went to fight against Sorata?
0: Um, I I can't remember all of Arashi. Yeah, she's Dude, the one with the sword. That's an anime I'd like the to watch. I, I think you're right about that, but I think that Sorata ends up trying to rescue her. I guess he's such a, like, he's one of the best characters yeah, in the Yeah, because Sodata
3: was, like, in love with her, and she was yeah. like, oh, I don't want him to kill himself for me. So then she switched sides. <laughs> it made no sense.
2: How yeah. <laughs> nice of her.
0: It's a good, it's I know. A, <laughs> X is a, is a kind of a forgotten anime that's pretty good. That's something I think it's, I'd it's like a, go it's a good show. Yeah, it's a little slow in the yeah. beginning because they basically just introduce each of the characters. It takes forever, but then when they start fighting and it gets in, down to the nitty gritty, it becomes really good. And I really like
1: it. And it's by Clamp, right? Yeah, it's Clamp, mm-hmm. which is crazy because you don't think of like.
3: So legs blood for legs. guts for <laughs> clamp.
1: It's not super bloody and gutty. Well, people are getting. It's probably to be Fiji 13. 13. Yeah, sliced up and stuff. They are.
3: All right, so. Who which is w- your favorite in X?
0: I, um, for me, it was Sorata. He's awesome.
3: Hmm.
0: He's so cool. I'm trying
3: to think. Um, yeah, I'm looking I'm up the shoot. characters
0: because I don't remember. Like, oh my god, this. It definitely is wasn't Kamui
3: guy <laughs> <Megai. laughs> It was neither
0: of the Conways.
3: Um, I'm trying to remember now. I'm drawing a blank. The name of the girl with the robot.
0: Oh. Oh, there's like twenty. There's name. like twenty five characters in that show. I, I just can't remember them all. There's just too many.
3: Yeah, Conway was their leader. What was her name? Now I forgot.
0: If you look, if you go to like my, the like my anime list and look at the cast, you'll find her.
3: <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Who,
0: who wants to go <laughs> next?
1: Oh, it doesn't matter. Just read, yeah. Whatever. Go ahead, ahead Cosmo.
0: Oh, right, dive right just in. Pick from where, there's one. Okay. There's one on this list that's made for you. Oh, um,
1: oh my. You know what, Mitz? Just for you. I, I appreciate put that. You. There, just for you. Mitz put my favorite team up of all time. This goes into the memorable category. Because yes. It's not at all surprising. No, not surprising at all, but very memorable. Was Krillin and Gohan in Dragon oh, Ball yeah. Z on, on, Planet, Planet on Planet Namek? Planet yeah. Namek. I I love that team up so much, uh, partly because. It was just so badass, and they coordinated so well with each other, but also a part of me thought it was hilarious because Krillin is like a 40-year-old man, and Gohan's like 12, mm. and, yeah. and they're the same exact size and the same power level, I just feel bad for Krillin.
0: Krillin, Krillin really hangs in there for a lot of Dragon Ball, though. He's, he's involved in the fray pretty
1: often for someone who's so weak. He's the most powerful human on Earth. I think it's got to be Tien. I don't think so. I, I think I remember reading this somewhere. I, I mean, mean I, it would be interesting to know which of them is more powerful. There might
0: have been one point. It's where, definitely not Yamcha. I mean, just think of the scene where, where Tien is holding down in, uh, Imperfect Cell. Yeah, that was. Pretty I mean, sick. Krillin is not holding down Imperfect
1: Cell. That's true. That's just because he's comic relief. Like if they let him do his thing, yeah. Krillin becomes so small. Krillin's That's the b- Krillin's the biggest player, dude. Krillin. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Krillin may be small in in stature. But he's got it where it counts, apparently. Yeah, he does. He's
2: got it where it definitely counts, man.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, that dude is, has gotten like Did every date, hot
2: chick uh, in the show. Uh, Mar- Mar-ong? Yeah, she or, was mad yep, hot. Yep. Mary. Oh my God, she Jesus. And Android eighteen Jesus. is
0: nothing to sniff at. She's pretty, she's
1: pretty good looking. <laughs>
0: So yeah, yeah that I'm that's je- what I'm, I'm
2: jealous here. of Krillin. All of a sudden, what yeah. the heck?
1: Krillin doesn't mess around, dude. He's got a he's got a full thick head of hair as well, and a, and a sick mustache. He did surprisingly <laughs> dark,
0: black,
2: lush it's hair. He's got,
1: got that Burt Reynolds mustache. All right, all right,
0: Enzy, what do you got for us?
2: Yeah, so I think mine. This one is also on the memorable side in terms of alliances. This one's a little on the nose. It is the Shinobi Alliance from um, Naruto because as i mentioned before in the podcast one of my favorite things that happens in anime is when is when the world opens up and you get to learn about like different factions of of, of said world and said society so i like that in shippuden after you know seasons and seasons of naruto having <clears throat> like an enemy that's just like you know for him and not the world eventually the drama of the show takes it to where there's like a world a l- world level villain that's trying to like wreck everyone and therefore everyone is like yo we should probably work together right and then they do and then it's it's there's several it lends itself to several scenes where you have like the current kage fighting the old kage you have like naruto sasuke fighting to, to uh i mean everybody really um you have um you know sasuke and itachi eventually fighting as well next to each other and it, yeah so this like the alliance it it spans a huge it's a huge arc the whole alliance war um but it is all to me like the highlights of of all the the, the art of the of the highlights of the arc are all memorable uh, memorable to me i i find myself like in a youtube hole sometimes where i, I look up like best fights uh, in anime history and a lot of them are naruto because of all the like fights that happen in this arc and, and like before the arc too but yeah so in terms of alliances i will always remember it is the shinobi alliance from naruto even though i'm not the biggest naruto fan but it's just good
0: it's well, good. It's, it's good representation though i appreciate that yeah for me, the next one is one of the best shounen anime I think has ever been made, and that's Hunter x Hunter. And Hunter x Hunter has a section in it where Gon, Kirua, and Hisoka all team up. And oh my god. Gon and Kirua is what you expect because they're like best friends in the show and they're always together, but Hisoka has been a villain the whole show, but he's kind and of- And a pedo. And a pedo, basically, but, he's, but Hisoka is one of those characters that kind of, he's a bad guy, but he's sort of- He's unpredictably bad. Like he he has moments where he's not so bad, and then moments where he is bad. But in the Greed Island arc, I believe it was there. There are a number of scenes where Hisoka and Gon, especially because Hisoka kind of has a thing for Gon. Um, I think he. I think Hisoka had a thing for Gon ever since Gon was able to lay lay some punches on his punches on him during one section of the show where they were having like a like tournament type mm-hmm. fights. Gon lifts a piece of the fighting arena up off of the ground and throws it at Killua or throws it at Hisoka. Hisoka, it, it, it breaks into pieces and in the, de- in the, in the, in the, debris, Gon is able to land a punch on Hisoka. And that's kind of why I think Hisoka has a thing for Gon because he sees his potential. But in that green Island arc, there's like a, there's a really goofy scene that I recall where they, where they're like playing volleyball basically. And the main character the bad guy on the, on the other team is ridiculously powerful, and he channels all of his energy into the volleyball and spikes it at the other team. And the three of them all work together to stop this spike. So like, Gon catches it. Killa was there to support Gon and like keep him from flying out of the ring. And then is there to like use his energy to stop the ball. And they're all kind of working together in tandem. And it's just interesting to see Hisoka sort of working together with these characters because you're always wondering if he's... Really, is he really a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Whatever, but really, Kisoka does whatever fits his own needs at the time. I think it's kind of the character he is, and so. But it's kind of cool to watch a character that was previously thought to be a bad guy working together with the main characters. So totally. And and Hunter Hunter is a good is a really freaking good show. I mean, it just is. There's some of the best fighting action you'll ever see in in Shonen is in Hunter Hunter. So can't can't recommend cool. can't recommend it enough.
3: I really need to watch Hunter Hunter. It's on my list. <laughs> Eventually it's, yeah, get to it eventually it's really
0: nice it's good
3: <laughs> uh, actually uh, Icy Rose helped me out it was Satsuki that was her name the one the the girl in X with the uh, with the big robot I think it was called was it Beast or Monster I think it was Beast because I think it had 666 written on it <laughs> but yeah um, I I put down Josuke and Rohan from Jojo uh, Diamond is jo- Unbreakable <laughs> Joe because, oh man, this is such a silly like <laughs> <laughs> alliance, somewhat alliance. When they first meet each other, Rohan and Jessica, they hate each other so much. Like, uh, I do. remember when um, uh, they first go to his house, it was, um, th- they went to his house and Rohan attacks. Um, oh shoot, now I'm forgetting his name. Um, oh shoot, the little boy.
0: I've only Shoot, watched. I can't remember his name. I've only watched about a a third of Diamond is Unbreakable, so
3: mm, Koichi, I think his name is. Yeah,
0: Let's roll with but, it. But
3: uh, I'm sorry. I'm I've been really bad with names lately. Koichi, but uh, he attacks him and like uses uh, Heaven's Door to try and read like stuff him, like read into like white like like about stands, and then uh, Josuke goes to save him, and then and Rohan makes fun of his hair and sends him into a rage. His makes fun of his uh. Big pompadour, and then just from there on, they, they're constantly at each other's throats. And, Like, Josuke sets his house on fire, how, sets Rohan's house on fire. How,
0: but then dare later you on, you make when fun they, of a pompadour, yeah? Overrated, don't you? Oh, excuse me, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, and then when they run up against the um Stan Highway Go Go. Uh, it latches onto Rohan and like almost kills him and like because it's sucking at his nutrients. And then Josuke comes along and is and Highway Go goes like, Yeah, if you pull him in here, I'll, uh, I'll detach from you and get his nutrients and then I'll let you live. And then it had like the one of my favorite JoJo memes, which was the I refuse one. <laughs> so yeah, and then at that moment, because they weren't friends, but he risked his life to save Josuke. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> I love Rohan. Anytime I get a chance to mention Rohan, I'm going to do it.
2: <laughs> Any chance.
0: Any chance. Like we can sense the passion and the love.
3: He's like one of my favorites. I love him.
0: But don't ever make fun of him. <laughs> such a pompadour. weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> never insult a man's pompadour. That's right. And you don't have one still. Nope. And I'm still and I'm mad. And I'm getting mad about it. Never, <laughs> you're getting mad. I am. It angers you. It does. you have such potential. And I... See, like here I am with no mm-hmm. hair, right? And here you are mm-hmm. with potential. You still have, you still have that fire in you. You that that that, that fiery that passion spark. that represents a pompadour, and you could you have the you have that potential to do it, and you're just wasting it. Mm. So some of us, some of us would kill for a pompadour. But here you are throwing <laughs> it away like it's nothing. Enzo could do a pompadour.
2: I definitely cannot do a pompadour.
0: See, Damn, only I'm trying to, you I'm trying to can pass do the it. buck. Yeah, see.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, the YouTube chat says that we need to get Mitsuki a pompadour wig. That's a good idea. Um, I would love that. Stay tuned for go. Stay tuned for GoFundMe details. <laughs> uh,
1: I would love that. So I, I I pulled up a couple other like teams and team ups and things like that in anime. If you want, I can. I can oh boy. Hey, no, I I look them up myself. These aren't ones I got from a top ten list. So because right, these top ten lists are terrible. I know. So the first yeah. one I I. I came up with is from a shonen uh, it's from My Hero Academia and it's specifically the team up where it's Midoriya Ida, and Todoroki and when they're fighting Hero Killer Stain in the back alley and that was like oh a, yeah yeah you know what I'm talking about that was a badass oh, yeah. scene and they're all I like I
2: love that fight scene
1: yeah it, it was It was really incredible so they, they all worked well together and they ended up u- utilizing their quirks um, cohesively to you know fight this guy who is murdering professional heroes all over the place and these three kids just kind of go all out in this pretty spectacular um s- like just series of scenes so that was a lot of fun for me i really enjoyed that like to see more i haven't watched the most recent season so i need to you haven't watch any of the new season of my hero Academy. I, I watched the first couple episodes but i just i don't watch things week to week you know mm. so but i'll get to it when we review it all right i caught up on major second last night
0: yeah, it's a waste of time. Uh, it's freaking great. <laughs> it's great.
2: Oh uh, okay. yeah, so I got I got one again. This is just like a memorable alliance. Like it's a quote unquote alliance, but it's because the, these two personalities like are so different, but they f- feed off each other well. And it's Ryusuke and Koyuki from Beck.
4: Ooh, um, nice. You and your because. Beck.
2: It, well, it l- listen, man. Listen, the man this loves, duo, what he loves This duo is memorable because. Ryusuke is is like an older brother. Ends up being like an older brother to Koyuki, but like they are so different in pretty mm-hmm. much every way. Um, Koyuki is shy, not confident. You know, like not experienced with girls, none of that. Ryusuke is very experienced in all in all of those things. He's not shy. He's very confident in his talent. Um, and they kind of feed off each other. Um, you know, I th- I think that Koyuki kind of like just by being himself like. Lets Ryusuke get in touch with like his uh his um, em, the side of him that that shows empathy and humility mm. and then Ryusuke gives like tries his best to give Koyuki confidence to achieve the potential that he that he sees in him um and they do that through music uh Beck is obviously a show about a band that these two guys are in called Beck and it's I've just never been for, I've never been able to forget this anime I think about it all the time it's always in the back of my like of like my consciousness uh, and to me these two and, and the band in general because the band is, is is made up of characters that are very different from each other um, yeah Chiba <laughs> Chiba especially <laughs> Chiba's Chiba. my dude yeah Chiba's all the way up and Koiki's <laughs> all the way down in the middle you have Saku the drummer Tyra's like between Ryusuke and Saku that's a cool bassist dude Ryusuke is just cool and calm and confident and it's just it's just good. Like they make a great group of uh, a great cast that I wish I could know in real life. Like I wish I knew these dudes in real life. So to me Ryusuke and Koyuki uh, like expected because of plot but in real life unexpected to be such great friends considering how like different they are.
1: I'll I'll be your Chiba Enzo. Wow.
2: I'll Aww. be your uh, I'll be your Koyuki. <laughs>
0: nice. Oh. Wow. Well there
1: it is.
2: There okay. It is.
0: So my next one, I'm going to move into a different area here. Another unexpected alliance is Takumi Fujiwara and the Takahashi Brothers from Initial D. Nice. Uh, for the first good bit of Initial D, Takumi and the Takahashi Brothers are rivals, basically. they, they, they um, the, the the Takahashi Brothers run the, the racing team called the Red Suns.
1: Yep. They're the ones that drive in the FC and the FD. Yep. They're both uh, RX-7s. Yep.
0: And Takumi isn't really affiliated and takes both of them down. And, but even though they're known to be pretty much the top racers in the area, especially, um, especially Ryosuke Takahashi. And what happens is that eventually Ryosuke ends up, or I think it's, no, it's a it K Takahashi. Uh, I can't remember which one of the brothers it, it is that, 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 that disband, that disbands the red Suns, But, um, they disband the Red Suns and they form a racing team called Project D, which is made up of them, others, and Takumi Fujiwara himself. And their goal is to dominate the entire street racing scene for that region of Japan, and really the whole of Japan. And they actually want to take it professional as well. Mm-hmm. But I never got I never got that far into the manga. Um, I got like twenty volumes in or whatever. Yeah. But it was definitely interesting to see these. Previous enemies joining up to form an alliance to form like an Uber team. It's almost like when like LeBron James joins like you know, his rival in another city so they can form like a super team. Mm. Mm. You know, one of those. It'd be like it'd be like if LeBron James and Kobe Bryant hated each other and then they joined a team together and, and then won like the national championship. That would be like what happens what's happening here. Just in a totally different sport. So initial D, uh, so good. Especially in its early stages. Freaking unbelievable. Nice.
1: That's it. All right, Mandy.
3: Cool. Um, I put down Shida Yuki and Raj from uh, Snow White with the Red Hair uh, as like an unexpected alliance. And this is going to have spoilers for later on. But um, when it first, when the show first starts, uh, Shida Yuki uh, catches the attention of Prince Raj, and he wants to. Um, Because she has this like really striking red hair, he wants to turn her into his his concubine, and she's not cool with that. (laughs) Of course, she can't like tell a prince no, so she decides to run away to a neighboring kingdom, and then um, there she meets Prince Zen, and then they become friends. And she works really hard to become the court uh, herbalist. And um, what later on she
4: oh herbalist herbalist
3: yeah. and then later on, she uh, ends up meeting Raj again because, she, of course, there's throughout the entire show, she's like, fa- her and Zen are falling in love with each other. But she's like, uh, even though she's like the court herbalist, she's like a commoner still. So she's not on the same level as Zen, and they can't really be together. So then later on Raj does come back and it was really surprising when he came back. He kind of sees like the error of his ways and then ends up bestowing like a title upon her, like a royal like title. And so she has uh like uh, like a like she's more like like has the ability to get up to Zen's level eventually so that they could be together. Wow. Yeah.
2: The power of love.
3: The power of love.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, my next one is a throwback. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But it's a show that does not get enough respect, damn it. Well, yeah. Well, you're right about that. And that is Loop on the Third. Yeah. Loop on the Third gets no respect at all. It depresses me every season that, a new, like every time a new season of Loop comes out, the amount of people that watch it is so depressing because it's, it's so few. It's like 10 people. It's ridiculous. Um, but for me specifically with Lupin the Third, it has to be the partnership between Lupin and Jigen, because those two are like always in it together. Yeah. Of course, you also have you know Fujiko who will show up from time to time. Yeah, and, but that bitch is always trying to rip them off. <laughs> and Goemon, who will he, he's he's in there, but you just don't see him. He as comes often. and goes. Yeah, but it's it really comes down to Lupin and Jigen. And two brothers, two two bros, the yeah. broiest of bros. That's right. Out there trying to make a dime in this dog eat dog world. Trying to make a couple here and yeah. there. A couple diamonds. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just love, I love their partnership. I love Lupin's just, uh, how like out there he is. And Jigen is very like buckled up and, you know, by like very structured and it's just, it's cool how they work off of each other. And, uh, yeah, it's really I think, enjoyable. I
0: think Lupin drives Jigen crazy. Oh, a hundred
1: percent. Yeah. Jigen <laughs> is so frustrated with Lupin all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they work really well together and I and I, I really like their chemistry. So I feel like there's also a couple episodes of
0: Lupin the third where Lupin and Zenigata team up. That but is, I couldn't actually They remember do th-
1: from time to time. Yeah. When like when when things are popping off and you know, Zenny is normally like, All right, well when this is over, I'm taking you in and it just never works out that way.
0: Well, yeah, and there's episodes where Zenigata has the opportunity to capture Lupin, but he doesn't. He lets him go. Right. And you can tell he just actually in his heart he loves Lupin and he respects him. Can't bear to not have chasing Lupin to be part of his life. Yeah.
1: Right now, Lupin Part Five. This is so pathetic. Is available. It's I think has a couple episodes left. And this is the most depressing thing ever. There are thirteen thousand people on my anime list watching it. That's just, that's it. That's just gross. That is and I know thirteen thousand sounds like a lot, wow, but it nothing. is absolutely not. That is that is means it's probably one of the bottom of the season. And it's damn good.
0: Well, people so they, would rather watch uh, other things, I guess. I guess. All right, Enzy, what do you got?
2: Yeah, so I actually have someone from the YouTube chat mentioned a duo that I actually really, really think we overlooked in our, in our list, and that is Yusuke and Kuwabaro from Yu Haku Hakusho. Oh my
1: god, of course. Well, I think that
0: was on the top the, 10 list that we mentioned. Oh yeah, it was the whole oh, th- It was, team.
2: It was, yeah. it was. I guess, yeah, I guess the whole Urimeshi team, but I think those two specifically can deserve a shout out. But because of that, I'll move on to another suggestion from the YouTube chat that was actually right up my alley too, and that is um, Sentaro and Kaoru from... Sakamichi no Apollo or Kids on the Slope for the English title because just like just like Ryusuke and Koyuki um, Sentaro and Kaoru totally different totally different people and then even musically their tastes don't align but they eventually meet a middle ground where it allows them to jam together and make jazz together Sentaro loving you know jazz for jazz's core which is you know offbeat very fast paced interesting not predictable music and kairu being trained as a classical pianist for his whole life and then they meet in the middle where well not really meet in the middle i think kairu ends up learning like what how jazz can be enjoyed through santaro and they go on to make music together and jam all the time even perform live at one point in the show um and be- and they become amazing like amazing friends and i think the last the last like the last musical a uh, performance the show gives us where it's a talent show of the high school. That that performance there is probably one of my favorite musical performances in all of anime. Um, beats out a lot of, even a lot of Beck's performances in, in in Beck, or even beats out, I think it beats out Nano's performances too. Um, definitely beats out Kaon's performances because it <laughs> doesn't really happen ever. Um, so yeah, so I think Sento and Kaoru is a good duo. I'm glad that Matthew Jones in the chat uh, brought that one up because I, I love that anime.
1: I feel like we all missed the best partnership in anime: uh, Mitsugi and Kazuo. Oh god! Yeah. Wow! <laughs> Brofist over here. A Fist. Got thank it. you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So where <laughs> <Or> is it?
0: <laughs> my next one is JP and Cherry Boy Hunter Sonoshe from Redline.
1: Oh, nice.
0: They start out as rivals, sort of, and then they end up lovers. <laughs> They do, yeah. In the red line race, yeah. Sono Shea, um racks her car, and they end up racing together in the same vehicle, right? And I won't, I won't say who. No. I won't say how the race ends up, but let's just say I will say it gets racy.
1: What you? I'm saying
0: that is <sighs> awful. Wow!
3: Come on, nope. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. I don't nope. accept. I don't all accept right. this timeline. Well, oh, all right, well, it was a good God. podcast. See you guys later.
1: Ridic- ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's what I'm here for. Well, so
0: we'll just say that the race finishes by a hair. We'll just, I'll we'll just say that. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, J- uh, Cherry Boy Hunter is like the beautiful woman who, like, always dreamed of being a race, a street, like a, a racer, and always dreamed of winning the red line. And and JP, um, sweet JP, was <laughs> basically JP. I love it. <laughs> basically, a guy who was fixing races, like truly talented, but. You know, was never really playing by the books, and then one day decides you know he actually wants to compete in the red line. and uh, you know they're 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 kind of flirting the whole show. You know, they go out to dinner, and you know he rides her back on his on the on like the, some kind of like a motorcycle, and it's kind of it's kind of romantic, but in the end, you know it really, it really does all come together. So yeah. it's it's like it's like a beautiful mixture of romance and action in Redline, and that sh- and that movie's amazing.
1: Yeah. So. Movies amazing. Soundtrack's amazing. By the way, I think this is the last one for each of us. Okay. So so that's my last one.
3: No uh, pressure. (laughs) All right.
1: So I guess it's my turn. Yep. All right. So in that case, all right. So this is going to be difficult for me to pick the two, but you you could talk to one and list the other. So the show is Cowboy Bebop. Okay. The team up, I was, I was kind of going between Jet and Spike. But then I was also like, I know where you're going. Ed and Ayn. yep. <laughs> I love, I just love. Ah, oh God, it's got. I'm sorry, Jet and Spike, mad respect. I love their their partnership, even though Spike is a terrible teammate. He's terrible. Uh, but Ed and Ayn, dude, is like is where it's at. Like the way that they work together, and the fact that Ayn... <laughs> I love the music too, uh, especially that Ayn is like such a genius, but he's a dog, so it's you know he can't really say anything. Like I just love their quirkiness and how much how much fun you're gonna have every time they're on the screen and their music. Which means it's playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a hilarious song. All right. <laughs> Let's move on.
0: Okay. It's hard to move on from that though, to be honest. <laughs> My flap is just a
3: chicken. <coughs> bone <laughs> All
0: right, who's up next? All right, Mandy.
3: Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> I have.
2: Was I, I was after is you, but man, it's okay. It doesn't matter. One of you. It's fine. <laughs> Mandy could, man, could do the last one. Okay.
3: Oh. But okay. Well, we
0: each have a last um, one. Yeah, we each have a last one.
2: I don't really have another one. You could so. just <laughs> use one of them. You ours. can, you
0: Pick can from the list, take brother. the other one
3: that I put down, my last one. <laughs>
0: There's 10 more on the list we haven't talked about.
3: Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Um, Mine is from King's Avatar, and if I mispronounce these names, I, I apologize. I swear I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> it was actually uh, team-ups between um, Yeisho and pretty much a lot of people from other esports teams. Because at the beginning of King's Avatar, it starts with um, uh, Yeisho, Ye I think his name is, uh, um, is kicked off of his esports team and then he starts going solo and he's trying to make a new team and he ends up teaming up with a lot of people who were once like... Uh rivals and one of them um named oh shoot i'm so sorry if i mispronounced his name I'm, i've been like scared to say it uh Shaoxian, i think his name is Xiao um he he was in the team blue rain and they team up to clear the fastest record on boneyard it was kind of cool seeing him like team up with a bunch of um other really skilled esports players who were or, like previously rivals so yeah
0: <laughs> I mean, those are, t- those are tough names, man. You, nobody could possibly blame you for not knowing how to pronounce them. That's Mandarin. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I'm that's not tough.
3: great with um, being able to uh, pronounce uh, Chinese names, so I apologize.
1: <laughs> you're, not, you're not alone, I probably assure you.
0: So, so
3: real
1: quick, Chris in the chat says, Unexpected Alliance, Kazuo, and Honeyfeed. Oh my god <laughs> Well,
3: that, Oh Morris uh, Young said show Like show oh yay show Okay sorry thank you
0: Honeyfeed is the uh, worst partner I, I know. By another, the way. <laughs> another
2: one another one that uh, someone Mentioned in the chat was Asta and screaming From Black Clover
0: <laughs> oh, my oh my god, god. Asta yeah. Screaming. <laughs> oh, that's a painful that's
2: alliance Yeah it hurts, us, it hurts had, us all I also had
3: Kuroko with everybody
2: <laughs> Right cause the movie right
3: yeah, because the movie they eventually all team up together.
0: So are wow. we are we done now, or and does anybody? M&J's I mean, got one more, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, I'll do I'll do one that I know is beloved to at least three of us here, and that's uh, Hinata and Kagayama from Haikyu, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the boys are them damn boys, and they get that <laughs> shit done. So yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Watch yeah, I had
3: I had a <laughs> lot more on my list that I, what I used in my thumbnail, so I apologize. I might have to just, fix that. Let's
0: just list them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I think we should just list the ones we had left because we, we we should we oh. should move on to Megalobox. Sure. But so the the ones I had left on my list were Migi and Shinichi from Parasite, which I think is kind of surprising considering Migi was probably intended to kill Shinichi. Um, R- Ryoko and Satsuki versus Ragyo from Kill a Kill. They do team up in the end. So um, Guts and Griffith, which nice. I think is good. May Hopkins <laughs> and Rally Vincent from Gunsmith Cats, and that's that's all I got.
3: Um, I had Barry, the Butcher, and Ling in and Fullmetal Miss yes. Brotherhood. Um, I had Natsumi and Natsuri from Natsumi, Eugene Cho. Uh, oh, you already said Hinata, but um, Aradagi and kishot from the Monogatari series, and
2: that okay. was mine. Uh, and I had Saber and Lancer at one point from Fate Stay Night. Unlimited Blade Works, I believe, is where they team up at one point. Sounds
0: good. All right, guys. So uh, shall we head to the news break? Let's do it.
1: Yeah, let's do and it. And thank
0: you to Mason for suggesting such a fun topic. Um, mm-hmm. Keep them coming, guys, on the Discord. I do have some pretty interesting and weird topics in my head that I want to propose, but it's always helpful to have suggestions from other people because, you know, we want to do the things that you want to hear, so. All right.
3: All right. So, our in-show weekly uh, trivia question for this break that we want to answer after the break is in the series 12 Kingdoms, what is the name of the shirie who serves Taiki, the Kirin from the Kingdom of Tai? Mm, and we tough question.
0: Oh, my God. 12 Kingdoms. It's a friggin' amazing show. (laughs) I know. All right. And we'll be back with 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 a review of Megalobox and the answer to that trivia question after the news break. You anime addicts, Mitsuki's back I know you missed me, but it's time for more of your anime news Leading us off, it just never ends for poor Japan As another very strong typhoon is projected to smash into Honshu On Tuesday it looks like a, quote, very strong typhoon called Typhoon Jebi, the 21st storm of the season, which has winds of up to 156 miles an hour or 252 kilometers per hour, is planning on hitting Honshu in both the east and the west. They've put out some pretty intense warnings, which include highway warnings, flooding, and landslide warnings in the areas that were affected by flooding earlier this year, which pretty much seems like it's all of Japan at this point. Um, we wonder when these natural disasters are going to quit slamming into Japan as 2018 has certainly been one of the worst years on record for Japan in terms of its luck with the weather. Next up, some exciting news. New York Comic Con is going to be hosting Masako Nozawa and Dragon Ball Super Broly director Tatsuya Nagaimine. So this is pretty relevant. This makes it pretty much the ultimate panel for Dragon Ball fans as the, the voice actress of Goku. Goten and Gohan and others, Masako Nozawa will be in attendance and the director of the upcoming film, Dragon Ball Super Broly, is going to be also there at the panel. Also, Sean Schemmel, who is the English voice actor of Goku, is also going to be at the panel. So you're going to have both Gokus and the director of the new upcoming film all on the same panel, which is going to make that a pretty exciting event for fans of Dragon Ball. If you are in New York City or near it and you want to attend such a a panel, you might want to get tickets to New York Comic Con so you can enjoy that. Next up, Final Fantasy XIV has passed 14 million registered accounts, which is a pretty huge milestone for an MMORPG. Those of you that were following Final Fantasy XIV will remember that the game was a complete failure when it released in September of 2010, and after criticism from fans, Square redid pretty much the whole game and re-released it in August of 2013, a couple, of few years later. And so they are now enjoying the fifth anniversary of Final Fantasy XIV at Rome Reborn, and it has re- reached 14 million registered accounts, which is a huge success for Square Enix and the Final Fantasy franchise, and honestly, it's a pretty damn good video game, so if you are a fan of that, you know, you can probably feel happy that you're part of a success story. Next up, Japan's readers have picked the top 20 horror manga to keep you up at night. The top five on the list being Tomie from Junji Ito, who we have discussed at length, Zekyo Gyakkyu from Amy Ishikawa, Kyofu Shimbun from Jiro Tsunoda, Karada Sagashi by Wellzard, and Jigoku Sensei Nubei by Sho Makura. So if you are a fan of horror manga, there are articles online that you can pick up from Nico Nico News that have the whole 20, 20 manga ranking. So if you're a horror junkie, maybe you can pick up that list and work your way through that. This was Mitsugi, and this was your Anime News Break. Now, of course, back to the podcast. I am sick of this. What's wrong, Mitz? I'm really sick of all the censoring in anime. This is Monster Musume. Where's all the excessive fan service? And earlier it was Tokyo Ghoul.
1: Where's all my violence? Well, I don't know where you've been watching anime, but you could always try High Dive. Oh, wait a minute. I've heard of High Dive. Yeah, man. High Dive clearly agrees with you because they offer a ton of uncensored anime. So if you want to see snake monster girls in all their glory, go for it. Yes. Wow, you're really excited for naked snake girls, Mitz. No, no. Well,
0: I mean, yes, but High Dive has a seven day free trial, and at only $4.99 per month,
1: this is probably the most affordable streaming site I know of. It's a steal. Well, you want some icing on that anime cake? Layer it on me, baby. If you use the promo code AAApodcast at highdive.com, you'll get a discount off your first month of service, and High Dive will know you're a true anime addict.
0: Wow, thanks. So I'll get a 7-day free trial, and if I use the promo code AAApodcast at highdive.com, I'll save on my first month as well. Well, now I'll definitely make my anime addiction worse.
2: Hey, Mitz, what's the website? Oh, Enzo,
0: you'll never believe this. What? Oh, no. JList.com is going to release a Church of Mitsugi PC game. Hello. It's called Moe Stomp Stomp Deluxe Edition. Deluxe? It's a turn-based RPG where you go on a quest to rid the world of Moe Girls. I commissioned it from JList. I didn't know JList.com sold anime PC games. Oh, yeah, Enzo. JList.com and Just USA are the same company. They sell hundreds of English language visual novels such as Fate Stay Night and Steins Gate. And they have adult games as well. And Moe Stomping games. Moe Stomping is not a game.
2: It's life, Enzo. Life. Right. Oh, I see. They have the new Mad Pompadour 12 Good Hair Days. <laughs> Let's get that for Kazuo.
0: you your home for all your Moe stomping and Pompadour game needs. Oh, and most other anime games as well.
4: You know me? Of course! <laughs>
0: And welcome back to episode 437 of the Animatics Addicts Podcast, and I am jamming. Miss be
1: jamming. Alright.
0: Well, we had an (laughs) in-show trivia question. Who wants to uh, take care of that for us?
2: Yeah, I'll bring it back again, so before the break, we asked you guys a question to ruminate about and that question was in the series the 12 kingdoms what is the name of the shirie who serves taiki the kiran of the kingdom of tao you know the answer miss it's sanshi of course sanshi. sanshi i did
0: not know that actually sanchi is when well, she's half she's half human half like like a tiger half snake and one other animal also she says she's a what do you call that a manticore or she's she's a i don't know she's a mixed match a mixed match
3: isn't so that called a new way? I could be wrong.
0: She's cool, I know that. I wish I had a Sanji to, to follow me around all the time. So. You know what mm. I wish I had, Mits. What's that? A five-star review.
2: Really? Dun 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 dun. Oh, we, we
0: also received a one-star review recently. Oh, fantastic. Do you want to
1: know why? Bounces it all out. Do you want to know why we got that one? Because one-star? we didn't like a show that somebody else liked. That's correct. Wow. But do you know what show? Darling in the Franks. That's correct.
3: For iTunes review.
1: All right. So, of course, if you would like to leave us a five-star review, please head on over to iTunes. Help battle the irrational haters. (laughs) Um, And uh, just like, let's see here, Tashino did. This one-star
0: review is written by Anonymous. How dare you hate Darling in the Franks? You just don't understand the themes and symbolism that are carried within.
1: Yeah. I'm sure we didn't. But on a positive note, (laughs) Tashino... Reviews our podcast with five stars. That's right. Uh, it says here, I will for, uh, be forever grateful to you guys and Mandy. <laughs> um, I guess Mandy's not included in oh, guys.
3: Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm she's not, not one of the guys. Inch. I'm a lady. She's, yeah, she's, but but a, I
1: feel like guys is a non-gender specific. I'm a lady. How dare, you, how dare you strip her of her of her ladiness? <laughs> Can't you see the elegance? The Such elegance, such grace. <laughs> How
0: dare you? I wish I had a
3: belch in me right now. I was
1: like, I don't know about all that now. Do you know, Mandy? (laughs) Um, All right. So it says here, your view view of anime and Japan have opened my eyes so much. I have, in fact, nearly quadrupled my anime and manga intake. You goddamn right. Not to mention over 250 plus hours of listening to this podcast. Oh, I love you so much. Let's snuggle. (laughs) And so many films I have a new love for. Hearing you guys reminds me of my high school's cartooning club uh, anime reviews and how we would agree to disagree on all sorts of matters. So, five stars, keep the content coming. You have definitely made my anime addiction worse. Tosh, you know, I love
2: you. Another one Thanks, hits man. the hay, guys. Hits, Ha-ha. Wait,
1: hits the hay? We're,
2: we're, I don't know. We're what putting I'm him to sleep. He went to
3: sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are excited, you <laughs> a, he got excited, he just passed
2: out. He's forever in a trance of anime addiction, everyone. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Guys, guys, guys,
0: guys, we forward another one. Yeah.
2: We've got another one. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Megalobox. Megalobox. Okay. So So Megalobox is an anime that I passed, right? Is it? Did you? Yeah. Okay. I I pretty sure it was my pick. All right. Pretty sure. Oh yeah, it was. I remember because you you like, oh, Enzo waits for the last chance
1: to pick shells to steal from him <laughs> Yeah, no, that's exactly what it was. Thanks that's for reminding exact- us, Enzo.
2: <laughs> I wanted it to be number one and you put it number two. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Megalobox is as you can probably tell by reading the title is a, it's, a, it's an anime about boxing and just for synopsis purposes I will read what my anime, my anime list has. How
0: much is this he reading? You going read that whole it's thing? Very long.
2: <laughs> oh, wow, it is much Okay, when I looked it up on my phone earlier it didn't look like it was that long, but so I'll just paraphrase from my best understanding. So Megalobox is about an it's an anime about um, this character named Chunk junk the junk, dog? Right. junk, junk dog. dog right yeah junk dogs he has no name but he's junk dog um, in the streets and he is at the beginning of the anime he is someone who participates in fixed matches so he will either win or lose based on what his boss tells him to do like win or lose he doesn't win or lose by merit he wins or loses by what he's told to and therefore the people at the top get the money that they want for these matches however Junk Dog has a passion in him that he wants to actually truly win. He's tired of doing fixed matches. Um, and this leads him to want to enter Megalomania, which is the world's largest megaloboxing tournament um, in this current universe. And just to give some more background, megaloboxing is is traditional boxing except with these um, robotic, robotic enhancements that people put on um, that's the current state of the technology, except for one person who has technology that's embedded into his body as um, as the new level of Megalobox. Yeah, and his, so name, is, and his name is Yuri. His name is Yuri. The, yeah, the so, number one guy. Right. So I was stoked, I was stoked to watch the show because of how much I love Hajime no Ippo mm-hmm. and, how, and because of how I've tried in the past the boxing show Ashtano Joe. Joe. Um, which is uh, apparently in the same universe as this, or, or something like that, or they're they're related through like staff, can, something like that. The same writer, can, the guy who wrote. The same writer. Can yeah. I just writes. jump
0: in real quick r- r- about that before yeah. I forget? Go ahead. I don't believe we should review Megalobox while considering Ashton no Joe, and, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because while
2: considering. While, while considering what?
0: While while considering the original Ashita no Joe, and the reason why I say okay. that is because virtually ten percent was it was it less than ten percent? Yeah. Less than yeah. 10% of the people, at least on my anime list, that have seen Megalobox have not seen Ashino Joe. So I think it's really unfair to assume, to like make, make judgment calls about Megalobox based on something, based on an anime that came out 50 years ago. Okay. Like you can't even get people to watch something that came out 10 years ago. So how can I expect anybody to watch an anime that came out bef- like well before they were born? Um, I think that as such, Megalobox needs to stand on its own two feet, Sure. and I shouldn't. And I don't. I, I personally will not be saying something like, "Oh, well, this happened in Megalobox, but it's okay because Ashino Joe did this." Like, I don't really care about Ashino Joe what it did because it happened so long ago that virtually mm. no one and ninety percent of the audience
1: hasn't seen it. Ninety-nine
0: percent, 90. I would say. Well, according to my analysis, right, it's like over ninety. Ninety percent have not seen. have not seen Ashinoo Joe. So,
2: you know, right, I, I just want to throw that out you. there. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I didn't think we would have to say that. But well, and I think guess any anime—it is a good point to say yeah, it. <laughs> any anime has to
1: stand on its own two feet. You well, know? Yeah, unless it's like it, a direct it, sequel, then well, it's like okay, well, right?
0: This yeah. is a this yeah. is like a 50th anniversary follow-up, sort of tashino Joe. So, or at least yeah. it's, it's that's a project was that's, like, like that's,
2: it's, con- it's like related, but like it's not at the same time. But yeah, okay. but no, I, I wasn't I just, planning I, I wasn't gonna compare the two, but you, because you're right, this should be an objective review on the anime we're talking about. Yeah, I just wanted to say that because I think
0: that that will come, that may come up. OK,
2: sure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So that is the premise of the show. Um, basically, it is an underdog story. Um, Junk Dog, who, you know, eventually to get into this tournament, has to change his identity because he I'm not sure what the like sociopolitics are of this world. They don't go really into that. But Apparently he's, he's not, not a citizen. He's like he's, he's not a citizen that's that qualifies to enter the tournament. So he has to uh, go through some dealings to change his identity and he picks up the name Joe. Uh, which I guess is the callback there. But right. he with the name Joe. And that's what It's a knock story. Joe has to climb his way to the top and win because he wants to win. However, things get a little complicated because in order to join this tournament, they got to make a deal. So that's where the anime starts off at. And with that premise alone, I th- which I think happens within the first three episodes, is why I passed the show. Because I do think that the first three episodes are pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. They don't give you crazy amazing boxing um but i thought it was enough at the the beginning um Mm -hmm. and i do like the way it was set up i do i have a thing for underdog stories that involve dealings with bad people because it raises stakes to a good spot to jump off them from what do you guys think about the beginning of the show
1: yeah i think the first like the first fight scene in the show really reels you in because you see, yeah, kind of sure. like all that's they're capable of doing with the animation and with this combat, and and I think the for me personally, I believe the first fight scene in the show is probably the best fight scene of the entire show, which is in a way kind of problematic because you would uh, you would hope that it would um, elevate over time, but I feel like they've really put their best foot forward and we're like, look at how awesome this can be. So I really enjoyed the first couple episodes. Um, I felt like they they were a a bit shallow. Like they didn't get too in depth as to the characters, like the character's backstory or motivations. Like it was very base level of here's a guy who wants to win and he's an underdog. go. And so like, I'm sorry. Um, but like, I'll just finish this real quick. Good. But so I, I, but that's, that's to be expected. It's just the first couple episodes. They're just introducing you to the world and the characters. And it was from there that I expected it to then go and further, uh, deepen our understanding and our connection with the world and with this character. So, sorry.
0: I thought the first three episodes of this were close to a masterpiece. When I, I after three episodes and the way that they set up the anticipation of the rematch between you between Yudi and and Joe was done to such a fantastic level that like my blood boiled with, boiled with the excitement of watching the rematch. Mm-hmm. You know, they really did what a lot of shonen shows do where Someone gets their ass beaten, and then and, and, and then there's the okay. Well, I'll see you in Kosian, or I'll see you in I'll see you in the in the heavyweight championship, or whatever. And yeah, you anticipate totally. that for the whole show. And I thought this anime did that to a perfect level. The, yeah, I, mean, I was so
2: happy. I was so excited the, to watch the end.
0: The just the, the cinematography with 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 Yudi turns around and he's walking away from the ring because he's already won. He, and he turns around and he walks back towards the ring, and Joe is like. Pulling pull, has pulled himself up from like unconsciousness and is leaning on the ropes and is like, "I'm gonna take you down in Megalomania or whatever Megalonia." And, and he's looking down at at at, at Yudi from you know from the ring and it's just like that moment is just it's 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 a it's an anticipated it, it's an it's an anticipatory promise of something to come, and like that setup was epic and so there is no there's no way you couldn't you could have you could have not passed this show, after three episodes I was like. I was like, this this shit looks like Cowboy Bebop. It's all grainy. It has mm-hmm. it, it, totally, dude. Friggin' yeah. Joe is might as well be a clone of Spike. He even has the same hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this show. I I was thinking to myself, I haven't seen a show this good since Bebop. After three episodes, I was so I was so sucked into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, first the beginning of the show was amazing.
2: Man, what um, you got? Yeah,
3: yeah. I loved the first three episodes. I was super into it. It's one that I watched um, all the way through uh, um, week by week. And uh, the first thing that drew me in was the art style. I loved the um, it, the very gritty sort of nineties style uh, where they purposely. Um, you know, downscaled the image to look like it was cel-shaded. Right. Uh, that was very striking for me, and I felt like it lent very well to the overall world that they were in. Um, like, the it's very um, uh, atmospheric, is what I'm trying to look for. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the direction was really good. Uh, there were some very nice, um, interesting angles and shots with the... Um, you know, like the first match and later on and um, yeah, I was really interested in Joe. And we're just talking about the first three episodes, right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> just the beginning. Okay, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll segue to the, like the later part after. Oh,
3: that's cool. And then, um, yeah, and I love the music. I thought the music was great. They chose some fantastic voice actors for it too. So, so yeah, yeah, I was very intrigued.
2: So I yeah, watched... So I, uh, go ahead.
0: I watched his three... Are we, are we transitioning out of the beginning of the show?
2: Oh, I was gonna, but you have anything more to say? That's totally fine.
0: I don't go ahead and try. I was just gonna explain how how the
2: show story progresses. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, I it's cool that we're all in agreement about the beginning. I wasn't sure because I know I know Mitz has been vocal about liking the show at the beginning. I wasn't sure where like Mandy and Coswell stood, but it's cool that we're like on the same page. And I wonder if you will be on the same page with me with how I feel about the rest of the show. And I don't know if we. Want to necessarily give a spoiler warning now, but we I think we kind of have to because it, it involves winning wins and losses here. So should we call the spoilers now?
0: I can call yeah, spoilers. I-, I don't think that there's. I don't think that this show has such an in depth story that it really is going to need to have a lot of spoilers. Yeah, I don't think so either. Pretty people story. Are about spoilers. the story it's, is yeah. pretty thin. It's exactly honestly. what
1: you expect to happen, pretty much as far as who's going to win and who's going to lose
2: yeah and and so i guess okay oh yeah and that's exactly how i feel too so going off what kazoo just said that is kind of my biggest gripe with this show is that amazing premise setup amazing premise setup where i'm just like yo we have characters i already want to know more about i have i have a quote-unquote Villain, not a villain, but like the rival to work towards premise. I have training scenes. I have dealings with the underground of the society going on in the background. I'm excited. And then what starts to happen with the show is that the the stakes for me start falling. And here's why. And it's because every fight is the same. Every single fight is the same. Every single fight... Joe coach is like Joe you're the best You're gonna win this And Joe's like Yeah I'm the best He <laughs> goes into the ring Gets <laughs> obliterated Obliterated Like just Beat the shit out of Every fight And Dude. he gets knocked down Like four times And then like He gets up every time And then he knocks out The enemy one time And he wins
1: Yeah Dude and that's I, every single the, fight That's every when? fight in the I show In I what
2: tweet. In what boxing <laughs> In what boxing world Is that happening Every time And then uh, But by, by, by like by the fight before the last fight, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care because well, he's going to get knocked down and he's going to get up. And, well, he did.
0: and you're right about that. Is, and the fights are, are, are incredibly predictable because it's very much, you know, Joe takes a thousand hits, gets knocked down ten times, and then he gets up, hits the guy once, and he wins. But there's also a very intense level of inconsistency with how much punishment Joe can take. In, oh, yeah. in the beginning of the, in the Agreed. beginning of the anime, he'll get hit by a by a, by a guy who's not even like a highly ranked fighter by the way mm-hmm. just some dude in the underground punch him once with with the megalo gear or whatever the hell you call it and Joe's like mouthpiece flies out teeth are flying he's he's so would he's, he's might as well be dead right and then t- at the end of the show, he's taken 10 20 50 blows to the head from this gear and he just he just takes it. And I'm like, well, you can't, you can't KO a guy in the beginning of the show in one hit, and then the end, by the end of the show, he's superhuman. You know what I mean? It, there's a ver- tremendous in- inconsistency there. I didn't it, really it, appreciate it, that.
1: You would almost think that it was, it was, it was like they were thinking, okay, how how much time do we have to fill for this fight? All right, we have exactly. ten minutes on this one. All right, so then we'll just keep keep it rolling for ten minutes. Like he gets knocked down, he gets up. He gets knocked down, he gets up. However many times you need to to fill out the time, and then in the last thirty seconds, we'll have him knock the other guy out. That's what it almost felt like. I actually thought as a boxing show, this
0: as a sports anime, I thought Megalobox was pretty poor. I went back um, and I... I, I, think
3: I, I'm, I think I'm the one who's different from everybody else here yeah, because I actually really enjoyed this show. The show. Yeah. But um, I was not watching it as like a hyper, um, very fast-paced sports show. I was watching it more as a character drama. And, um, I'm also, I'm like, I don't watch boxing, so maybe that's why I enjoyed this a lot more, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I got something completely out of, different uh, out of it, I'm, so no, I didn't I'm, mind I'm, that the, uh, fight scenes weren't what? as, I'm I am interested
2: in this, I'm interested in this because then I want to know where you got your payoff for character Yeah, because I would argue the
1: characters were incredibly shallow and very one-dimensional.
3: I don't know. Um, but if you disagree. I'm sorry. I'd like to agree. Readjusting. <laughs> but um, I thought the characters between the main characters were really well done. The side characters, not so much. Um, I liked that Joe was um, just a, you know, the typical. It, I'm trying to think. The um, underdog is what I'm trying to get to. But um, I don't know. Uh I felt like
1: well, How would you describe the characters though? Like I guess is one way to put the uh, to ask it like cuz you're saying that the characters you felt were really well put together and you appreciated the character development and everything. So how would you like describe them and their and how they developed? I think
3: I like the um with Namba. I was trying to think of his name, the coach. The coach,
1: yeah. Yeah. I liked um him. I
3: liked Namba. Him a lot. I was very interested in with between like Fujimaki, I was more interested in how he was going to get out of that situation with Fujimaka, far more than whether or not Joe was going to lose in his matches.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I think his character was had I think his character had an arc. I don't think yeah, Joe's had an arc. Definitely. I think Joe's character was a I also like
3: same... Aragaki, the um the ex-soldier who uh, lost his legs. Yeah. Um, I thought that added a, bit, a little bit more to Nambu's character as, like, we got a, a good amount of backstory with, um, you know, Aragaki was his uh, previous student, and he lost his legs, and I guess was, or Nambu, um, you know, moved on, moved on to Joe, and then he's like, no, I want to come back and prove myself that I can still do this despite my... Um, disabilities not having legs so yeah yeah so i i really like that um i liked uh what was his the uh Saccio, sachio and his, his desire to the bring kid? down or you know stick it to the wealthy Yeah, uh, and yeah. um i think my the thing that i love most about the show though is it reminded me a lot of debates i used to have with uh some friends with the um in the future when technology gets to a point where it completely changes our hobbies and our sports, where do the people who, you know, stick to the old ways, like, where do they go? Like, where is there a place for them in the future? Because like, if you get to a point where technology is at the point where, you know, you could put in an algorithm and a painting or a computer can just generate a beautiful painting or it can generate or it can compose a masterpiece. What about the people who still paint, like with traditional media or they still play the violin? Are they going to have any place in this future? And are they even going to be able to compete if no one's like, You know, the days have changed. (laughs) No matter what you do, you can't be as good as this computer. So I felt like, I don't know, it reminded me a lot of those old discussions. And I liked seeing Joe repeatedly go, no, I'm the real deal. I have real skill and I want to get out there and fight. And yeah, he got his ass kicked because you can't. I mean, I I also felt like they didn't really utilize the... Uh, I didn't feel like they didn't re- utilize the um, gear as well as they should have but yeah he got his ass kicked a lot and he still won because you know what your hobby if you stick in practice enough you can still compete with the future that's, and I don't see, know that's what I got out of it that's
1: where I have a problem with this because that's absolutely false like if someone's using like robotically enhanced punches on your human dome like you can't compete with that if you're just throwing regular punches with no robotic assistance and like to say he got his ass beat he did but he won every single fight which makes zero sense except, except well except the beginning well yeah Well, i mean like every also, single fight after he went with no arm no uh uh what do you have not really Gear.
0: we haven't really transitioned into that p- part of the plot line yet you know as, well, i was gonna
3: say that um th- yeah he did win but these people weren't really much of boxers they're relying on ai to tell them where and how to punch and Joe's like, no, nah, I can overcome that. So yeah. I don't know. I
0: like <laughs> I, I like Joe as a character. He, I, I really don't have much problem with the characters in this anime. Like I, I thought they were fine. I mean I enjoyed them. Yeah, I, I, I I really like the I really like the team. Nowhere or whatever the hell it was called. I felt like Joe was the worst character by far
1: because he had
2: no no way. He had what? no personality. He I, had no. I liked
1: I, Joe. I liked the coach I, and I
2: liked the little kid the too. entire
1: time. I want to root for him and I want to know more about him, but they don't tell you anything about him. He's just some guy who they keep repeating is the underdog, and it's like yeah, I get that, but like, what are his motivations? What's his backstory? Why should I what's where's his where's his development as a character? He doesn't develop. So he's the same guy in episode one as he is in the last episode. There's a there's a
0: there's a point in the beginning of the show where where Joe and what's his name? Namba his coach. Mm-hmm. They have to go off and they have to start training to enter this tournament called Megalomania. Megalonia. Megalonia because they because they screwed, Megalonia. Huh. Because uh, they did
2: I said Megalomania in the beginning? Yeah, he did. <laughs>
0: they 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 burned they burned like a mob boss who was using them to make money off gambling and the mob boss is like well i could kill you right now or you can go win the megalo megalo box tournament mm-hmm. and presumably i am assuming make money for the guy and so they're trying to rise through the ranks of this like tournament ranking so they can fight you know Nanba wants to do it because he's going to get killed by this mob boss joe wants to do it because he wants to fight yuri again mm-hmm. and so that's how the story ends up into this this chain of fight fight scenes but to me The problem with the show isn't really the characters for me personally. It's the fact that so much of the anime, I'm I'm just going to, I don't have an actual exact percentage. I'm just going to guess 35 to 40% of the show is boxing in the ring. Mm -hmm. And when that much of the show is boxing, when that much of the show is being focused on one activity, you better do the activity well in a compelling way. And I didn't find the show's action compelling at any point past the first three episodes especially I found it uncompelling at the end of the show. Um, but there, and, and, I, and I think personally, I think it's because the show didn't have enough time. Like it's too short. It needed more runtime. They definitely rushed a lot of things. They rushed, and skipped a bunch of stuff. They rushed a lot of stuff and they wasted episodes on things that honestly don't change the story if you take them out. Like yeah. I've heard a number of people say, I love the Adagaki section of the show. I get that it contributes some character to our story, but that, that that scene, that section takes up two whole episodes. Mm-hmm. When you if you lift it out of the show and remove it, does the show change? No. I don't think it does. And I think that if you put if you take that, that 45 minutes and apply it towards the end of the show or even spread it out in the middle, you end up with a lot less ang- you end up with, like the people in the chat are saying, this show is like watching Rocky without the final fight because they don't have any they didn't have any time to do it like take that take that two episodes out and put it at the end and then and then everybody gets what they wanted
1: well to speak on the not having time to do things like there was more than one episode where i started the next one and then they were in a place where i was like wait hold on did i miss an episode or something because they just like skip ahead because they have to get i guess cuz i don't know maybe yeah. time constraints or what have you but like it definitely felt rushed at points to where they weren't able to like stretch mm. it out and and tell the story that they wanted to tell like what i really wanted in this was just more character development I wanted more story I wanted to know more about the characters and give me a reason to care about them specifically Joe and and I just f- I feel like it didn't do that as well as it could have well
2: and so I want I want to argue the time point because yeah go ahead I, I don't think it's an excuse because you have movies like Rocky
1: now however Rocky did end ex- was it Rocky 1 or 2 ended exactly uh, oh, how this show
2: ended what I'm saying is that Rocky did it in 2 hours
4: mm-hmm Okay, sure.
2: so you have thirteen episodes. Yeah, that's four it's hours. It's not time. It's not time. It's bad writing, and and the loss of the like, and it's it's bad writing, and it's losing. It's not executing your premise and your overall uh, idea, which I do agree with Mandy. Is the gearless versus the gear and human versus technology? I think that's an over or an overarching theme of the I show. Agree. Sure, they yeah. don't they don't execute, and they lose sight of how heavy their stakes are. Because here's the thing. And I I love that Mitsuki said that the show is 40% boxing, because it is. And I would love that he said that if you're going to do 40% of boxing, it has to be good. And I completely agree, because it's not. And it's not like it, each individual fight, had it been the first fight of the show, maybe it's interesting. But them being one after another, then this playing out the same way, I don't care about about these fights more and more and more and more, because Joe's just going to win every time, right? In so the same way. That's... that's Right, exactly. In the same way. So that's minus one to stakes. Minus two to stakes is that I feel like they got off easy when they go against the deal they made with the mafia. I think an eyeball ain't shit to pay for. I don't know. I think that's fish. And apparently he
3: wasn't blind at the end. Well, apparently it wasn't
1: shit because he was seeing just fine after the fact. Like he was
2: dancing around and (laughs) walking up to people and saying hi. I'm like, how do you know they're there? Right, exactly. So, exactly. So, uh, what what i'm trying to get to is that before the last fight we're building up this whole like anxiety like we're supposed to be building this whole anxiety about them like oh my god like joe's going to betray his coach who betrayed him with this with this deal that they made because he wants to win and i'm supposed to feel like oh my god like they're going to die like he's in a, he loves boxing so much like he's going to die to do this right mm-hmm. uh, uh, because because the bad guy says not only are you gonna pay coach, but so are those two. Which and he's referring to the kid and Joe. The kid and Joe don't pay shit. The coach loses an eye, and then after that, there's still the main the main rival left. But at that point, like where are the stakes at? I just I just have to care that Joe wants to win, which I mm. do. But unfortunately, like I said before, I don't care about the fights because you know what? Joe's gonna win, and you know what? He wins. So. Where's the I, where you know where, you, where's, where where's the stake I also off? have
0: problems with the with the end with the with utility with utility Yeah so
2: you, what I like uh, where, where I blame the writing is that yes? I think the coach is the best character of the show because he ha- he has the most up down emotional turmoil. He's a flawed guy, and 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 he's consistently flawed the whole time. And he, he because he loves what he loves watching Joe succeed, but he's also a fucking coward, and it shows. He's a coward the whole damn show, and it shows really well. He's very he's a slippery snake, and he stings Joe like the scorpion metaphor they use like four times in the he show. Bites him like the and, snake
0: that he is. <laughs>
2: Right And and, and, I, and I love that The coach is a great character Yes But I I Like honestly Like the coach Should have just died mm-hmm. They like I think they should have Killed the coach As like the As like the major Like that The coach had- should have Gone yeah. The coach should have Gone out saying like Like in, when When Joe's fighting the, the The blonde dude Burrow In that earpiece The coach should have Been like Joe Don't mind me I believe in you. You need to win this for your own self and prove that you're someone that has potential. I like I love you. I care about you. Don't don't care. Like, I got you succeeding your dream. And he should die in that moment. Enzo's yeah. passionate and, about and this. Then, I love that. Because, that would have added a lot of weight to the story. And that then the last weight. fight. And then the last fight where he's fighting Yuri. I want that to be emotional, not because he's like, I want to win, but he's like, I want to win, and I want to give my coach's soul like peace because I won through dude, his training. You just rewrote you know? the end
0: of the show in a better way.
2: Yeah, because it's not that like it's not that fucking hard. It's really not that fucking hard. It you really know? isn't. But but like they decided to be soft. The mafia dude, who's painted to be like the worst guy in the underground, thinks it's funny that the coach was like, here, take my elbow. He's like, Oh, he's funny, so I'm good. What the fuck? Yeah. What the
0: fuck? The um you know? the the end of the show, I thought the writing was was bad, very bad to your point. I was it was like episode 10 or 11. I think it was episode 11 because this show is 13 episodes long, and I was thinking to myself, they're not even going to have a final fight because there's no time. They, they weren't even <laughs> close to starting the fight yet, and they only had two episodes. And I was like, so basically we're either going to not get a fight at all, and I knew this by episode like 8. I knew they were I knew this was going to happen. Or where it's gonna be really short. And what happened in episode like eleven, and these are this is definitely spoilers. We've I think we are, we've been in there yeah, for we, a while.
2: Yeah. We already spoiled the enemy. that passed already.
0: <laughs> I mean, is that Yudi removes his gear.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't like that I hated it's that It's
3: stupid because I actually love that Because he realized I'm not the real deal And I want to be the real deal I, I mean, want to fight on his level I understand So he took off his gear I like that
1: Yeah <laughs> Although it kind of defeats The whole point of the theme of the show I, If it's supposed to be it, like Man yeah, overcomes technology what, I understand what, I mean, yeah. He
3: realized it He realized Wow I no, no. am relying on this gear This right. technology
1: Right but, So But what you were saying before Let
2: her finish Let her letter, okay. finish
3: Thank you <laughs> So So um, yeah, I mean he realized the whole point was like I'm I am not the real deal and that's why he kept saying, No, I wanna be the real deal or you know, Joe is the real deal. So let me um take off my you know, I wanna come back down to his level. This technology, our says like our sport has progressed to the point where we don't have to be boxers. We just have to put on this gear and it does it for us. That's we're not you know, we're not athletes. <laughs> so he wants to take off his gear and come back down to uh the what the sport actually is.
0: I agree with all that and I think that that feeds into the theme of, you know, human versus machine or whatever you want to call it. But in that episode 11, they needed to get their ass to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they wasted another episode on that. And and really and then and then miraculously he it went from oh he's going to be in the most pain a human being can possibly feel. He'll be down and out forever. To boom, he's back in the ring like immediately, and it's like not only did they not forward, not only did they not take a step forward towards the conclusion, but they took a step backwards in that episode. And I was like, how in the world are we ever going to finish now? Now Yudi's like writhing in pain on the floor of a of a a cabin or something, and we have approximately 30 minutes left in this anime. So I think that the theme is really, yeah. I think it's a really powerful theme and I really love that that, that it's in there. Mm-hmm. But to Enzo's point, I just think the writing was terrible. Like it was like they, it was like they wrote the show at a pace of a, of, a, of a 26 episode series about into episode eight. Then they were like, oh shit, like we got a lot more to do. We got, we got 15 episodes of content and we got to do it in five episodes. How are we going to possibly do this? And so they start time jumping mm-hmm. and Yudi, you don't even see him recover. It goes from he's half dead in a cabin to boom, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. And it's like, why and how does that happen?
1: So here's my problem there with the whole like Yuri's arc and Joe's arc is that the entire point, and Mandy, I believe you expressed this earlier on, for Joe for like the the, the point of Joe's character is to express how humans with their natural talent and hard work can overcome um a cybernetically enhanced athlete. He's Rockley. And so his whole point, the whole point in, in his arc is to be like I can, I can climb the mountain. I can get to the very top. I can beat the best man in the world even though he's using these genetic enhancements and I'm just using you know my natural ability. But then the guy who is supposed to represent all of this um, enhancement and, and, and modernization removes that. So then it's just Joe fighting a normal dude. And I get that it develops Yuri's character, which is cool, but it kind of ruins the whole point for Joe. Like, he's no longer fighting against uh, technological advancement. He's just fighting another guy. And it's like, well, well I that's think the not the point.
3: the end of Joe's, like, um, I want to prove myself was his fight with uh, Mikiko. or um, the lion dude? The guy who was using no. AI. Yeah. And I think watching him be defeated is what changed everybody else. Like, I, And then Yuri was like, wow, he... He, it inspired him and moved his character but I still think Joe got the end of his character well not the end but you know proved himself when he was able to defeat uh, mm. Mikiko's yeah. AI I don't think
2: I don't think either of you is wrong actually because no I, I don't think so either yeah because I I agree like because what Manny's saying is a way to execute the premise and what the show did and like what me like I'm on the same page as kazuo Wakanda like I didn't I didn't like it. Like I, I thought there was a better way to execute the premise because I thought like with the way Joe's character has been the whole show, I didn't think he would like the fact that Yuri took off his gear. I thought he was gonna be mad about it. Um I thought he was gonna be like, No, like you can't t- like I th- like when you're like when the girl told him I forgot the girl's name, uh she she th- the the, the Chiado girl. Shirato? Right? Yeah, Chihiro, yeah. Mikio. Mi- Mikio? Yukiko. Yukiko, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Mikio's oh, the brother. Sorry, Mikio's is
0: the
3: brother.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I um, like, when she told him that, and the the camera the camera cut to like Joe clenching his fist for like a slight second, and then I was like, oh yeah, like I agree. Like I'd be tight too because I wanted to prove a point. Like at the top, at the like at the at the at the, ri- at the ring that matters most. I wanted to prove it there in that fight but then it comes to him smiling like he's like yo i'm so down which i also understand but like i guess it just it just wasn't what i it just wasn't what i wanted like but after hearing your opinion man, it does i didn't think about the fact that like yuri was inspired i guess he was um yeah i guess that yeah that makes a lot it does make a lot of sense i just i just didn't like it i i would have rather have had um joe topple the machine from the top and not take the last fight as a human to human fight. Yeah. It's a
1: little upsetting that, like, the final fight in the season is probably the most disappointing one in the whole season. I, <laughs> like, there are so many other fights that are like, oh, that fight was cool, and that fight was all right, and that one was pretty good. But then the last one's just like, oh. I
0: felt okay. totally betrayed by the anime, actually. Um, I watched. Especially
2: because we didn't get to see a KO.
0: I watched the final fight. Well, yeah, that
3: was disappointing. Well, it, it,
0: that
1: and also I felt that the final fight lacked passion, dude. And they skipped through it so quickly. Like it was like when you first see it start, it's like all right, it's round four, and then it's like all right, now it's round thirteen. It's like because they didn't have any what? time. Where's the whole fight? Like, you know, I wanted. You,
0: know, I mean, in this anime, I wanted, I wanted there to be passion at the end of it, and I watched, I went back and I watched the end of uh, Hajime no Ippo, and like. It's just not close. I mean, Hygiene Repo, they're playing Eternal Loop. You know. Yeah. They've got the the I can actually play that on here now, but the um they they've got Eternal Loop playing. You got the crowd is like stomping their feet all around the arena. People are screaming and cheering. There's like so much passion. People are putting their lives, their livelihood, everything they believe in on the line and the ring, and they give you a really really compelling, like, four-episode fight in Hajime no Repo that is just unbelievable. Like, it's it's as good as anything I've seen in, if in any sports anime. And then and then in, um, in Megalobox, it's like they don't even care. Like, there's no passion in it. I, I wasn't, I didn't, I had no, my, my heart wasn't pumping at all. And the only reason why I feel this way is because they promised it at the beginning of the show. They promised an epic rematch between Yuri and... And Joe, I'm telling my coworkers, this show's friggin' amazing. You gotta watch this. And then the show totally just pulls the rug out from under everybody. And I am not the only person that I've heard that's this. This is a comment that almost everybody has made. The show just completely betrays the viewer and doesn't give doesn't give what it promises. An eight minute fight where honestly they're cutting back and forth between um, um, the the one the girls' corporation B.S. which honestly I don't think anybody cares about. Takes you away from the action and jumping from epi- jumping from fight four to episode thirteen and then not even concluding the fight is just crap. Yeah, they had her in like board meetings with Who like the cares? military. Who cares? This has nothing. Who to- gives a <laughs> shit? I mean, that's that's like an afterthought anyway. Probably more bad writing. Like, yeah. if you're gonna put a plot point in there like that, then you need to at least finish it. But I don't even know what the hell all that was about. And yeah,
2: and, yeah, yeah. it was just
0: upsetting. Like, I felt like I s- they promised it uh, and they didn't. They didn't give it to me. And I was mad. I'm mad about it. I
3: saw the whole board meetings as sort of like a um, this is where we we want to put this in the military. And this is an example of what it can do. And then after he took it off, that looked really bad on her because he took off the gear. And I think Yuri is trying to change the future. He's like, no, we don't need this. We don't need this technology. And that's how I took it.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I get mean, that. That's what that's doing. that's, that's yeah, why I took it too. It? But like, but like, what's the like? But why? Like, we, we have thirteen episodes to get the premise we signed up for across. Yeah, like, like, we're the, ter- like we're the character, to... like the character premise across. I I I get the. This is something to like give more, like, more closure to the overarching theme of the show. But character premise wise, like, I just didn't care. I needed, I needed this fight to play out, and then it doesn't even play out anyway.
1: Yeah, there's no time to tell like a broad, like, worldwide story of like militarism and, and the use of weaponry. Like, there's no time for that. We have to tell the story of Joe, and, and we've got 13 episodes. Well, yeah, to do they it. wasted 50 minutes on Atagaki. Yeah, I mean.
2: Yeah, like, I, like I totally, like I totally, like, cause I, I, Mandy, I got the same thing. Like, I got, I got why they put that scene in there because it's like, it, it's, it's like another example of like humanity reaching for technology as the future and then losing our humanity in that accident itself. And I get that, but like, one, there's no time just, for that. There's just no time. There's <laughs> just, it was just no time. It was just no time. Um, uh, it was just no time for that. And I like. And like, and going back to uh, like the co- the coach dynamic with Joe, like because the coach, yes, he lost an eye, but he's alive, and the mafia is not on him really anymore. Al- although the guys, like you guys, will always be involved with us, but like in the show, there's no direct danger to them anymore uh, after he loses his eye. So there's no emotional stakes for Joe anymore aside from wanting to win, and because that's the only motivator he has. And by the way, the rest of the show plays out. I again it takes me back to like, oh, the only thing I care about here is having this main character win. Well, guess what? I'm not in for a surprise because six the six fights beforehand, he won. And then he wins this one too. So where 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 are the final stakes I'm hanging on to and where is the payoff? They don't exist. So that's why I'm extremely dissatisfied. Aside from the fact that objectively we don't even get to see the end of the fight or the fight itself, because as you guys said, it cuts from like round four to like round fourteen. Dude. And you get to see the it's it's just like it's crazy. Because imagine this like imagine what I said before. Mm-hmm. Imagine the coach dies, right? Imagine the coach dies. Imagine and Joe then, dies. Dr- well <laughs> I think that's something like a lot of people are theorizing about. That'd be some to, real weight. That'd be wild, yeah. But like imagine the coach died, and then like during this last fight, as as Joe is landing the final combo. He we flash back to him practicing this combo with the coach and then like when he lands it and he knocks out Yuri, he hears the coach say, "Good job, kid. You did me proud."
0: Or or or, or how about you know? Or how about while wow." While, while Joe's laying face down on the mat, bleeding out of be bleeding all over his face, it's the memory of his coach knowing that he had, that he has to live and fight and win this fight to honor to do honor to his coach who gave up his life. That is the motivation he uses to peel himself up off the mat. And then
1: you get all the flashback stuff with the final combo. Or, or imagine if you want the show to continue, all that happens, like he gets knocked down and he has the flashback and he has the emotional moment and he still loses. And then you get another season. Well, this show, do we all agree this should have been 26 episodes? Yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah, definitely. I I I definitely agree with all of you that the ending was not. All that satisfying. It
1: ended like just um, everybody lives happily ever after. Ha ha. The yeah.
3: Yeah that that was my main issue with this is that the ending because the whole thing built up this world as being very gritty. It's very um, you know yeah ha- underworld you have to, driven. Underworldish. Yeah, you know, but you have mobsters who are after them and there's stakes people can die and then the ending felt a little bit too happy. Not that I really wanted everybody to die or anything, but it did feel almost like it was from a different anime. (laughs) And just kind of spliced in. Yeah, they're all like, But I definitely think that this would have been a lot better with more episodes.
0: It need it needed more. Like it was just it was a victim of not having any time. I, I wonder why they chose I Knowing that it was going to be this short, I can't understand why the show moved at moved at the clip that it did. Like it was almost like they forgot. <laughs> oh, we've whoops, we forgot it was twenty. It's like wait, wait, what? Wait, thirteen? What? Thirteen? What? Episodes. 13? <laughs> uh, what? I, I I I thought it was fifty. Yeah. You know, and usually, they're like, yeah, oh
2: you, shit. Usually usually I hate like exaggerate, like giving that kind of sarcasm when doing a review, but I totally agree with but you. But that's guys what on I think that that's how like, I feel. I totally agree. Like that's what it feels it's they were just like, okay, 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 we got to the mafia thing. Oh crap, we got two episodes left for the last fight? Oh shit.
0: Oh They didn't God. even have that. They had like eighteen minutes.
2: Literally. Uh I don't yeah, I don't know. Like it's uh and, you know like i i tend to harp on like the whole stakes thing where, like i really look at things from a writing perspective because on paper we're supposed to care and i just don't and and like when i think about why it's because like xyz doesn't add up and then like abc was never there to begin with so uh, I, I just I, like i just can't i just i just can't tell i can't bring myself to be like hey guys this is a new hajime no Ipo. watch this Oh, I, I don't close. know. Like I don't know if I can say that. I can never. I don't no, think I'm not close. close to saying that. It is not even, Yeah. I mean, and, like, the, and, and, and and to like make the comparison to the EPO, like EPO works, even though like I also think that EPO sometimes drags out fights. Like EPO and this is are the opposite because this the fights are too short and predictable, and then the EPO they, they sometimes drag on and sometimes they're not the outcome you expect. But the reason it's fine with EPO is because you really you really care. Like you really care that Epo wins or loses, you know. You really, you, you even care if his friends win or lose, because you know what? Those character dynamics masterful, and you know why? Because they had time to breathe, because they have more than thirteen episodes. So when you got that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with how I feel about Michael Box too short for a premise that was set up extremely well, and therefore when you aim high and then you shoot not even close, the, the fall hurts, and that's kind of where I'm at. Unfortunately, I,
0: I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go ahead and score it because I think we've, we've been going a lot for a while. I don't want to forget about the art in the show. I thought that the grainy, sort of old-fashioned looking art style was kind of reminiscent of early 2000s, late 90s. I I really thought they were aiming for Bebop, to be honest with this. And I I really liked the aesthetic of it. And everything had kind of like a grunge, a grunge feel to it. And I think it really fit the setting of the anime. And honestly, the animation was, I thought the animation was fine. I thought it was good. But you know, I, I Aesthetics are great but like I mean as a person who honestly prefers animation from the 80s and 90s over current stuff anyway um, it doesn't mean that much to me and I'm really upset that like anytime I'm so excited about a show that I put my reputation on the line with my friends by recommending a show to them and then the show just shits its pants and doesn't give me what I what I recommended it to people for it makes me upset um, that said I didn't think the show was like terrible. I mean, the beginning was was incredible so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it um I'm really interested to see where what, what you guys are gonna give it, but i'm gonna give it um three times I pulled myself up off the mat
1: out of five and miraculously won <laughs> um so I guess I'll go next uh speaking of the animation or in the art style i should say um i did actually i i really love the art so I love that like kind of hand drawn art style where you can see kind of the imperfections and everything like i really uh, enjoy that so i like what they did there i also think that that might even have something to do with the theme of the show like if you think about it they're 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 showing that humans can still hang on the level of like advanced technology and likewise with the art mm-hmm. you have hand drawn art and, and kind of in, in a way to say hey you know hand drawn animation can be just as good, if not better, than computer animation. So that's kind of cool. I appreciate that. I like what they were thinking there, if that's what they were thinking. Um, yeah, I mean, the show, we've kind of said it already, but it it, start, it, it ramped up really quickly from the beginning. I was super into it. Um, I My biggest faults with it were just simply the lack of character development, and it could be just simply because they had 13 episodes, but I feel like some characters were developed well enough. You know, that side character who had his legs blown off had a ton of character development. He had a full arc, which was really good. But Joe, to me personally, was the same exact person in episode one that he was in episode 13, which in my book is a major flaw. Like the 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 most important part of any show or any book or any story is characters. You have to fall in love with the characters and the characters have to have an arc. They have to develop. They have to achieve something not just external, but internal. And I feel like he, he didn't really get anywhere or anywhere significant. Um, and that really hurt the show. The music is another thing I want to touch on. The music was incredible. I love the music in the show. Um, but overall it just, it didn't do much for me. It just, it felt by the end of it all, of course I was disappointed with the ending, but as I reflected back on it, I felt like the show was just, it was okay. I couldn't really recommend it to anyone. Um well, yeah, because I mean, if somebody wants to watch boxing, there's other, there's better shows. Yeah, sure. Um, so, this is a tough one, but I'm gonna have to give it two and a half out of five.
2: Rough. I wanted to give Savagry. it. A, I
1: want. I want to give it a three, but I can't. Not in good. What did
2: you give? Dolling in the Franks. I think I gave that a three. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Cosmo! Hey, damn, dude. I'll I'll, I'll defend that three. I, not to call you out, but like as. What the hell, dude? Hey,
1: go go back and listen to the review of Darling (laughs) in the Franks. I explained in great detail. Hey,
2: baby. Hey, baby. Listen, you got your opinion? You got your opinion, my guy? All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can go next if you want to go last, Mandy. I don't care. That's fine. Um, I am on the same boat with uh, Mitsugi and Cosmo um, for a lot of the reasons that the show disappointed me. um, Because it is truly... It's truly crap when you really like a show at the beginning and it kind of just, like, mellows out in a bad way. Uh, Which is, like, the the most recent example is is, is SAO, right? SAO, first little episodes Probably one of the better arcs ever to then crap itself, right? Um, So, again, art style, admirable. Admirable. Very admirable to bring that back um, in this day and age of anime where colors are very defined and palettes are, like, pretty bright even in darker anime um i like it i love the urban feel i love the music i actually think episode 12 although you know kind of halting the pace of the show in sometimes awkward ways i think episode 12 had everything prior to episode 12 been really good i think episode 12 was a good pre-final fight episode because of the music and that rap that's very specific uh, specifically about yuki and joe yuri yuri and joe um I, uh, but that's all, that's all, that's all that's really there because I, I, I could not convince myself that the writing was remotely good aside from the first three episodes. So like Kazuo said, to me, the show is pretty average too. Um, just average. It's just like, that was, that was fine. That's that's how I walked away from it. I wasn't satisfied and, I like, I can't I can't give the show a four. I really wanted to give the show a four point five when I first started. I was hoping this would be a four and above anime, but I'm gonna give it three point five um times that Joe's face hit the mat out of five because it's just a bummer, man. Um,
3: it's just, it's
2: just a bummer. <laughs>
3: So, yeah, I mean, overall, I, from the beginning to the end, I agree with the ending, um, being kind of lackluster, but also this was made as like a 50-year anniversary to Ashita no Joe, so I, I've never seen the original Joe, and I know we're not supposed to mention that, but it might have an like, because it was done as like a celebration, maybe the fans of that would know a little bit more about the ending than I would, um... Uh, overall, up until the ending, though, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked the characters. I thought it looked fantastic. Um, I really liked the music a lot. Um, I really liked the themes. I felt like it had a lot of really good direction moments. Um, there were some moments with the animation. was a little, little bit off. It had a lot of like, still yeah, moments. Feel, yeah. But... Um... Oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, I felt like it did a really good job with the showing and not telling. Of uh, s- parts of like the themes of the story, um, yeah. I mean, I was never bored throughout the whole thing. I loved it, <laughs> so I'm giving it a four.
2: <laughs> you, okay. you also got your you got your opinion too.
3: <laughs> and y'all can suck it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it so we gave it a four, a three and a half, a three, and a, and a two, three point two five. I did all the math. So it's
2: so it a three. Where, where do we average out a three? Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm well, okay it
0: rounds that. up, right? I have no idea. So yeah, I guess that. it's a three and a half then, because it rounds up. Okay. That's
1: fine. Okay. So moving on to mailbags. Dude, I'm going to get so much shit. Moving on. <laughs> for giving this a two and a half and Darling and the Franks a three. But hey, man, I 100% stand by it. If you, if you don't agree, go back and listen to the. I thought both anime had bad writing. Yeah. Go back and listen to my.
0: No, my I, I definitely
2: recall Franks. Kazo like, arguing very good points for Darling and the Franks, so. Right. I just was shook.
0: Here come here come here come your mailbags. We we gotta be quick.
3: It's time for an almighty anime mailbag.
0: Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag bag bag. Oh uh, yeah. If you wanna submit a mailbag on our website, there's a button at the top that says mailbag and you click it. So head over to AAA dot com. You can submit a mailbag or a topic request. This first mailbag is from Icy Rose. Who wants to read it?
2: I got this one because it's my boy Icy Rose. Okay. He says, Hello AAA hosts, everyone knows that the everyone knows the three episode rule. Even anime studios know about it, which is why their first three episodes are typically of better quality in animation to the ones in the middle. However, some anime YouTubers have brought up the idea of a one-episode rule instead. Digibro did an entire video on how you can easily determine if an anime will be good or bad based solely on the first episode. Looking back on your anime impressions, do you think there is some logic behind the one-episode rule? At at what point of an anime do you typically judge whether it passes or fails? So I I actually have seen the video with Digibro is like... Oh, I'm Digibro, and this is how I think about anime. Here's how you can describe an anime in one episode. Honestly, this is one of those situations that I think, like, like n- there are no rules to how you can feel about anything, which is, you know, which is, like, the prime basis of art. If he thinks or if people think you can determine an entire anime based on one episode, sure, dude. <laughs> All you, man. Um, I think it's unfair I think it's a little bit unfair because, for example, I didn't like Haikyuu. I didn't like Haikyuu until like episode four. And I love that anime. Um, uh, it, like, If you're someone that superficially is going to judge an anime on art and the delivery of like the first few conversations between characters, like I totally see how you can be like, OK, I'm signing off here. Uh, to me, it's a little too hasty. Um, I'm not someone that who thinks like I'm not, I don't think I'm godlike enough to... Judge an entire anime based on twenty five minutes. Yeah. Of it's, art. Kind of I, 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 it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous.
0: I wouldn't read nine pages out of a five hundred page book and go, This is shit. <laughs> so Yeah.
2: It's it's like I don't I don't like, listen, I'm not in the camp to like call other people's opinions like complete hearsay. Like I can disagree, but I this mean, one is I like mean, this I one's this regi- one this this one's a little like like this is me and I'm kind of full of myself. Here's my amazing knowledge on how to watch anime. I
1: think it's pretentious and borderline preposterous. Yeah. I think that you can for some shows you can get an idea of how it's going to be by the first episode. Like if you watch a show that is uh like was it Yuri or something in the Haunted Hot Springs, it's like, okay. Yuna. Yuna in the Haunted It's like, all right. I get where the show's <laughs> going. <laughs> this one's not going to surprise me. But you might be surprised. Some shows have started off in one way and then completely done a 180. I mean, and and changed um, throughout the series. So I mean, there are shows like, for example, Fantastic Children,
0: where the the anime turns on its head about a, around a halfway point and becomes a totally different show. GTO doesn't start the way that it ends up being. Um, even even Major Second, which Kazuo didn't like because the beginning of it has a, the main character's whiny right or bitchy or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That show is you know, by episode like five, he's not he's not really like that anymore. So like that show came around a lot. Like you can't judge anything based off of five percent of its content. Yeah. That's absurd. And to think you can do it means you think you're like a fortune teller, which is stupid. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and so. like look at look at Megalobox today. Like if you Exactly like, if you wanted to like give an entire impression like on how you think it's gonna play out on one episode, like you can, but then like, you're gonna you're not gonna be right every time. Yeah. However, again, like I just like disclaimer, like the uh, your approach to reviewing or giving impressions also depends on what rubric of, like what standard rubric you're grading on so like if art and like if 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 you get enough from episode 1 to like go and check off your rubric checks that's all you man my rubric involves needing like at least an hour and a half of people to see what i feel
0: yeah i mean that's me if Digibro bro yeah. wants to give megalobox a 5 cuz he only watched 20 minutes of it go for it but that
1: ain't what the show is yeah so Nice right. mailbag. Next, uh... Next one comes from Super Shadow Chaos 7. Wow. That's epic. Very intense name. Very. Uh, it says, hey, AAA podcast crew, I am currently planning a trip to Japan in January
0: 2019.
1: Yay. Uh, I'm planning to visit the Tokyo and Sapporo metro regions. I will, of course, do all the necessary research before I leave, but I want to ask if you have any advice for me. This can be anything from tips on must-see destinations to safety precautions. I've only started listening to the podcast recently, so I don't know if this has been a topic before. I'm sorry if you've already covered this in a previous episode. Super Shadow Chaos Seven. Never been to Sapporo. Uh, no. Um, if you're going to if you're going
0: to take a train from Tokyo to Sapporo, you better get the JR Rail Pass. You're going to spend like a bajillion dollars riding the train all the way up there.
1: Yes. Uh. I, so yeah. On that. In that regard, I would plan all of your Tokyo activities and all of your Sapporo activities separately. Get the rail pass for. I think you can get like a day pass or something if you want or something. Rail pass Maybe. is a week. Is you it, is you it a
0: week? You can get a day pass for the for like the Tokyo Metro or oh, the JR right. lines okay. in Tokyo.
1: Okay. So yeah, if you want to do that, get that rail pass because that's going to save you a crap load of money.
0: I mean, my advice would be. C- Kamakura is very historical, Yokohama should not be forgotten, and you need to spend way more time in Tokyo than you do in Sapporo,
1: because there's not going to be a tremendous amount of things in Sapporo. You could spend months in Tokyo and not see everything there is to see. Exactly. It's Tokyo insane. is massive. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. I would definitely check out Akiba. Of course, you're going to want to go there. And that, again, Akiba is going to take you several days to go through. Like, there's just so much to see there. If you need more advice, you can send me an email. Yeah.
0: Next mailbag?
3: Uh, yeah, the next one is from bartholomon 7 And hi, I'm a relatively new listener to your podcast, and I enjoyed your chat about the Studio Ghibli Amusement Park, particularly the segment about what rides you would want. So, my topic is what would your anime theme park be like? Would you have a singular theme, multiple themed areas, it, just one ride per franchise? Um, and what would these rides be? Thanks, from Bartholoman7.
2: This could be a topic. Should this himself. be a topic?
3: Yeah.
0: yeah we could keep it as just a topic. Be a topic.
1: All right, Bartholomew. Yeah. All right, I say
3: right,
0: we're gonna keep man. this Thank as a topic. You. Oh, we're gonna, are we yeah. gonna do that? Let's do it. I'm highlighting yeah. this in orange. Congratulations,
1: oh. congratulations! You've been upgrading from a mailbag to a topic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good topic. Level up, <laughs> who? Well, right. Eventually. Yeah. All right. So,
2: <laughs> last mailbag. Are we gonna do one more? Jarbear. Yeah. All right, Jer Bear, this is from, oh, well, all right, this is from Jer Bear. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Jer this oh is from Jer Bear listen I, i'm on birthday brain mode okay i'm sorry um oh, his birthday <laughs> mailbag says hey everyone my mom has been a fan of ghibli films for a long time but even though she introduced me to anime as a kid with the movies like with movies like kiki's delivery service and Howl's woman castle she herself had never seen any anime not ghibli related that was until recently when i convinced her to watch the land of the lustrous she loved it uh, since then she's been she's seen girls last tour in a place further than the universe and asked for more based on what she's enjoyed short sweet shows with female protagonists. do you have any recommendations for her thanks for the help oh your mom may i may i assume has been transformed into an anime addict it's true she's true. one of us <laughs> damn right. one of us damn right damn right good job jerry bear you've added one to the, to the army anyway uh mandy yes you got some
3: i have stuff uh, listed uh yeah. the ones with female protagonists i put down flying witch it's super sweet um about girls wanting to be witches um or they are witches um inari Konkon is has a female protagonist and she it's a very sweet one too Yudu do camp is sweet one about um camping girls camping and violet evergarden uh that one's short um very emotional and uh, this doesn't have a female protagonist, but any chance I get to recommend Natsume Eugene Show, I will. Yeah. <laughs> and after... uh, oh. It's Wait. very sweet. Not a female protagonist, and uh but it is, and it's not short, but it is very sweet. And after you watch the first episode, uh, you could skip around because it is yeah. episodic.
2: Yeah, and I have, um I would recommend. It's it's also not really like short, but it is in the same line as the ones like. As like slice of lifey like silliness and sweet. Um it's working. I would I love watching working. It's like really <laughs> feel good. Um and I also would recommend oh my god, I just had one and I can't remember what it is. So okay, so working. Oh and Azumanga Dayo. Watch that. Oh one. yeah, nice. oh yeah. Yeah, Daio. It's and, not short, but sweet.
1: And
0: uh Hanasaku Iroha.
1: And then after she's done watching all of that, get her to watch Shirobako. Which is another show about a bunch of female female protagonists. And it's short. It's like 13 episodes. And it's really good. And it's all about making anime. So after she's watched all these anime, maybe she's curious about how it's made. Boom.
2: She But And then she will truly be an
1: addict. And then berserk.
2: And uh, And then berserk. And then then, then berserk.
3: And then prison school. Watch the show or prison
2: school. Yeah, prison school. Um, yeah. A reason why mm-hmm. I think it's also soccer request would be a fun one to watch. Ninja too. It's Scroll. Really, it's very sweet. Ninja Scroll. Yeah, totally sweet. <laughs> very sweet. Yeah,
0: very sweet. Very There's sweet. women in there. There are. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. All right, we're done. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in and uh, joining us live. And um, all of you listening at home, thank you also for tuning in. I know you're all commuting and working, and I hope we made your, made your day a little better. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to pay us back for, uh, for making you feel good, you can head over to our website, AAA Wow. What was that? I have no idea.
1: What just happened? Oh, wait. Your discord just bugged out.
0: What the hell is going on? What the hell?
1: It's doing the same thing it was doing earlier. How do I fix it? I don't know how you fix it earlier. We can hear
3: you. Yeah. But we're hear hearing you. ourselves echoed
1: back. Ooh. Mm. Uh. <laughs> mute yourself
0: let's try now oh there we go wow discord is sometimes Discord's so <laughs> weird <laughs> okay I'm weird discord shit at <laughs> one two thirty five ish yeah so you, can, so you can head over to our website aaapodcast.com forward slash join throw us a couple bucks help us continue to pay our taxes and all the other crap we have to do. Pay our taxes. It's, it's reality. You have to pay taxes. And pay and, and and for Mitsugi's bacon addiction. My bacon addiction. And, of course, we will, we will, we will give you even more stuff to listen to at work, which, which includes our hobby addicts. You can hear my mom spill her guts about all the things yes. I used to do. I got, I got deep... You got deep into you, Mitsuki's mom. You got, yeah, well, she needs it, I'm we, sure. V- oh.
2: <laughs> wow. oh, my God. I'm just kidding. She's
0: probably listening right now. I'm going to get a phone call here. <laughs> oh, later. God. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, hentai episodes and where, you know, which we're going to do one today and so much more. So, and of course, you, Enzo would want you to follow him on Instagram. So, what is your Instagram? Please, it'd
2: be the best birthday gift if I all of a sudden got 300 more followers and put me over a thousand. Make his birthday, <laughs> make this birthday. 300
1: birth, followers. Make Let's
2: this bo- birthday just, boy a please. blushing birthday boy. I just want to have a 1,000 followers finally. Guys. What really is your Instagram? Wow. Uh, it's at Enzo Badia, E-N-Z-O-B-A-D-I-A. There you go. Uh, currently sitting at 705, which is all my IRL friends. Oh, so wow. I just need 300. Dude has n- 700 real life friends. friends. I'm a popular guy. I have guy, like you know? seven.
0: <laughs> I have zero. <laughs> so, um, and of course you can find Kazuo at, at, at
1: A-A-A-Kazuo on yes. Twitter. You can find me at a a kazuo on Twitter. You can also play video games with me on PlayStation. That's right. AAA underscore Kazuo. I think he's going to be streaming Dragon Quest. And I will be streaming soon. Dragon Quest and a bunch of other games on twitch.tv slash AAA Kazuo.
0: And of course, Mandy is at sarquindi one on Twitter, and that's S A R Q U I N D I
3: 01. Yep. So. And I'm just playing Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I did. That's oh, it. Don't, don't bother Warcraft her. only. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. I sometimes stream, but I, I haven't recently.
0: Next week, I may have come up with something devious for us to talk about. We'll see. I have an idea. But we'll see you guys next time on the podcast. So until then, I hope you all have a great week and a great weekend. And uh, take care.
1: Bye. Bye. You. Bye. Bye.